This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, hi. What's up? It's a Monday. It is. it is Matt and Dave. It is the Bostonian versus the yes. book here live on Twitter and YouTube sports grid replay TV. How are you on the late night crew mm. on a Monday? Yes. Dave, yes. boy, you know, there are some weekends where we cried in August and we cried in September and maybe even, even June. We were like, man, we need sports. What are we going to talk about? And then we have like this past weekend. Yeah where there was just too much going on, man. That was a crazy sports weekend. How are you on this Monday? Still recovering. The Phillies are in the World Series, if you haven't heard. Like, I can't believe it, but I can't. We had crazy college football day, games, all this other stuff. The NFL always delivers. It always, I mean, it just, it is what it is. Whether it delivers bad football uh, teams that are supposed to win that don't, or teams that everybody thinks going to win except the rhombuses and the parallelograms, and they just win and cover and do it, do their thing. Line movement, all this other crazy stuff. Not to mention, and it's on the rundown. We were talking about it right before the show. What happened with the fights over there at Abu Dhabi and all that other stuff? We got we got a lot to get into. Nobody was crying back in June. Even when you were trying to quit betting baseball and there was nothing else to bet, nobody was crying. There was no, there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in sports betting. There's no crying in the sports book. Forget it. No, no crying. No, look, I'd rather lose money on good sport in, in good sports than not have any bet to make on a, on nothing. So, this is true. So I'd rather have that. Is uh, that how old is that hat? Is that a new hat? To 1980, like they redid it. This is they they're taking the patches that now I'm a sucker for the merch. Okay, complete <laughs> complete merch. I love it. Stunner. Anybody, Stunner. if you're just joining the show, welcome to Earth. But go ahead. <laughs> I I can't get enough of it because it makes me feel good. One when I wear it, but two, it invokes a conversation everywhere I go. Somebody sees it, like oh, I remember that. So this is a, they're doing something new with certain teams that went to the World Series and they put the patch on the hat that they put on the sleeves or Can whatever. Somebody please sponsor this show and send Dave merchandise. Can you please, please stop having him buying this? He's spending please. too much money on all this shit. Please. I would walk past this. I would never in a million years buy this piece of property. I would never buy that. No. I'd look at it and think it's cool. I never would actually buy it. And I know why you're buying it. You're buying it for the show. So would it's great. The, would you buy the Red Sox one ever? 86? What are you? No, high? no, no. No, they didn't win. <laughs> I know. 86. No, the 2004 one, the first one. The fuck am I buying it for? I got the original hat right here. <laughs> what what am I saying? 
I don't have the original. This from 1980. How nasty is that hat? It's not nasty at all. But that's pretty clean, actually. It's 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 the it was the first. This is the first hat I ever bought online. Oh, Isn't that crazy? Right. Right. You told that story on the show. That's this is the right. first hat. Yeah. This is the first hat I ever purchased online. I never purchased a piece of a hat. Remember anything? O four was the first time I ever bought anything online. That's was awesome. That, was yeah, that see, hat? So that's what I mean. So like, I don't have a Philly one. I got the pirate. One. So I don't need to buy that hat. I have the original. <laughs> I have the go. one from eighteen yes. years ago. So they're putting all those. You remember those patches? Like those are the coolest yeah. things. That when you when teams go to the postseason and they get the postseason stuff, they're special runs. Yeah. And this one may end up being pretty special for uh, for me and 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 Jess and the kids if uh, if the Phillies can can close the deal. So we, I mean, believe me, this ain't that big of a deal. If we could get four more wins in Philadelphia, there won't be the hat. Won't be the only thing we're buying. Astros is. I, How bad for you? If they win. Oh, it ain't bad. I've been working. I've been. Listen, we don't just do the shows. No, I, I decided to jump back in the ring here a little bit. You don't work like this time. normally. Though. This is this is one of the more aggressive times I've seen you in terms of I saw you say with hockey last year doing this. And now you've done this with with baseball. Correct. Where you, went, you went aggressively into this. But the Astros are the chalk. So it can't be great, right? No, it stinks. OK, compared to the upside. The Guardians was the dream. The okay. Guardians, we were taking the kids to Hawaii. We were going to swim with the Dolphins and all that. Okay. We're going to get there someday with one of them big scores where you just pay for the whole vacation and you pay for exclusive meals and like because somebody hit a ticket. Yeah. Guardians would have been it. This one will be a nice weekend trip, you know, maybe a little bit of back east trip or something. This would be good. Um, the Astros, like we'll go to a nice dinner. You know that that that's that okay. we'll, we'll go we'll go to a nice dinner like it's just it's profitable but not extraordinary. Yeah, it's 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 barely break even uh, above break even because the prices have been so crap. I mean, I got some five to one, some four to one. So like I I realized pretty quickly I didn't even want to do it before, but the Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup taught me a good lesson about that. Like sometimes the team is just that good. Damn Astros may actually be that good. I don't know. But I don't want to I don't want to like be stubborn and and have all these wonderful looking closing line value tickets for the trash can and not collect nothing from it. So so I learned my Fair. lesson. Yeah. So Astros are favored minus 164 at FanDuel this morning to win the World Series. Price appropriate. Yeah. I, I was with some some super duper high powered like odds makers last night from offshore and stuff. I was like hanging out with a few guys and we were we were going back and forth and the arguments are great. That's one of the things that I miss about being in the room is like oh, it should be 175. No, it should be 180. No, it should be as low as 160. Well who's pitching game one in the back and forth discussion? It's right. Is it? I thought it was light. It it's, felt it felt I, light to me. I was gonna say I I said 180. I said, what are you gonna what are you gonna worry about taking a bet on the Phillies at plus 160 right now? Because if the Astros, they're undefeated. Right. They haven't lost yet. Right. What's what are they gonna bet? Well, you, you want the bad guys will find a value in the Phillies, and the mm-hmm. rest of the people are gonna lay it with the Astros. So is it 
I mean, the play someone told me last night, you tell me if this is right or wrong. You take the Phillies now and you hope that they steal one of the two in one of the first two game one, game two, and then turn around and come in on the Astros heavy. You could do that. I mean, that's, I don't know though. Okay. So say if Astros win game one, Phillies win game two, and it's a split. Yep. Price on the Astros is still picking more Astros minus right. 120. Right. But if it's pick, I mean, right now it's, it's heavy. So if you come in and take the plus one, you, you take the plus right now. Right. Yeah. So, so just to argue it hundred dollars, right. You come yeah. in, take the plus plus one forty-five, whatever it is on mm-hmm. the Phillies. Right. Yeah. Watch game one, watch game two. Hope that you see a win for the Phillies in one of the first two games in, yes. in, in Houston. And then jump on yeah. the Astros, even money. And then it's a no sweat. Kick your heels up, you know. Correct. World Series. It's, that's, yeah. Just trying to get plus plus on both sides. I mean, that's what I was doing with getting the tickets. I mean, in, in, on the Phillies in September. And then realizing as we got closer, I had to get tickets on the Astros. I mean, I got tickets on plus crazy numbers on the Phillies. And then, like I said, plus five to one, I think is a bit, or maybe plus 550 on the Astros is uh, the first one. So I got pluses all over the place. I'm trying to figure out now how the series is going to play out. So I got to wait to see what the pitching matchups are. But like Astros in five or Astros in six is four to one. You get plus 400. I mean, there's no sweep happening in this World Series. So if you like the Astros and you don't want to lay 180, take a shot at four to one. At- Here's the funny thing about this run for Houston in the postseason. They have not faced a lineup anything like the Phillies so far. You want to talk about a lineup that got exposed, man. Yankees suck. I said it on Friday. Yankees lineup is the most ill-conceived lineup I have seen. Brian Cashman, I think, I didn't think Brian Cashman could get fired. I was like, Brian Cashman's not getting fired. Look at that lineup. Look at the names in that lineup. Look at who they had in a crucial game-deciding series at the plate yesterday. It's like, wait, what happened? (laughs) Boy, that team was built. Mm Mm-mm. It's hard. I mean, they went and got Benatendi, Benatendi, right? And yep. he got hurt. So yeah, what, what was Benatendi going to do? I mean, do I, I mean, the, the Red Sox. He might have made contact with the ball. Fine. He's a Red Sox farmhand who went to went, went to the Royals and 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 then got traded back to a, a relevant baseball team and got hurt. I mean, it's one guy. It's not Benintendi was not going to win the series for no. The, the I mean, I'm just saying he might have made contact. Yeah, he might have. Might have put the ball in play. Yeah. Was, I mean, again, a lot of it's three guys. And that was it. Three yeah. hitters. Judge Stanton Rizzo. That's it. Not hard. You have six batters to, to worry about that are, they are you don't have to worry about, and three that you do. Bader at least made a little bit of an impact. but He not, did, but that came out of nowhere. That guy had, right. what, four career home runs? He had five in the playoffs? Incredible. <laughs> like, I got it. was how that happens. But. So, like, that was not supposed to happen. And even with that fluky thing happening, they still got curb stopped right. by the Astros. Right. No, the Astros, I mean, the Astros have their hands full. The, the the Phillies lineup isn't easy to to pitch through and around and navigate. And I mean, 
<laughs> for for goodness sakes, if Hoskins can keep doing this at all, just put the ball in play. Just don't strike and, out. And getting getting Bryce good pitches to hit. Harper's dialed in, man. He gets one strike in that bat. He's hitting it in a gap. He's hitting it over the fence. You know, Joe Davis with the swing of his life call. I've watched the clip a hundred times. Well, that's the moment, right? We've been waiting for that moment for Bryce Harper, even though Bryce Harper has been on some very good baseball teams. He was on the Nationals team that won the series, right? Or was he? He he already been traded. He already been traded. Gone. Okay, he's already gone. So this is first. This is his first World Series, right? Yes. So he finally had his playoff signature playoff moment. Eighth inning, down one, two run, opposite field shot for Bryce Harper to send the Phillies to the World Series. I mean. You can't make it up. It was, it was, I've seen it set to music and all this other stuff. And it, the Moneyball music one's pretty good. I, it's, it's amazing. It's yeah, so good. good. Um, and I was down at the Westgate by then. I couldn't believe sound, it. Sound was on that game or sound was on football? <laughs> sound was on football. Of course it was. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no freaking way on a football Saturday or Sunday that baseball's getting the sound. Sound was on football. Of course. I went nuts. I was like, ah! And then, this, you know, I had the Philly jacket on and the Phillies hat, and a bunch of people came over. I Complete strangers, high-fiving. Ray yeah. from San Diego was there. He's a Philly guy originally. He's like, he's wearing Eagle stuff on top. Um, two other people came over and are like, yeah, I bet the Phillies today, man. I said, yeah. I said, uh, I got him to win a World Series. Got him to win a pennant, so I'm good. You know, um, that was awesome. It was, I, I don't even know. Like, there's just, sometimes there's just words that can't describe it. You know, I mean, I got texts from everybody back in Philly that's riding this wave that have been Phillies fans their whole life, 50 years, 40 years, 30 years, even even little Nate, I call him my nephew Nate. Um, he was at the game the day before. I will say this, though. Starting starting the series on Friday, it's a whiff. Stinks, doesn't it? Like, I was hoping it was Wednesday. Give them two days and own Wednesday and Thursday. Take Friday off and then play Saturday, Sunday, Monday wraparound. Like, what are we doing? Whiff. Complete and total. Die down. People will start doing other things and they'll go, Oh, oh, right. The World Series is Friday. Damn. Like it. that. It's, it's no, it's it a really, it, yep. It absolutely stinks. It's, it's, it's a really poorly. I know they did, they weren't, I know they didn't know when the series were going to end. I get all of that, but there has to be some contingency. And this is just what the championship round is now for all the networks. They schedule it months in advance. So, they want it. They want to know that on this date, I've got this game. I have game one, game two. I know it. I schedule it. There's no moving it. And I just disagree with it. I just think there should be some flexibility. The NBA finals do not have to start on this day. Every single time the world series is not the start on this date at this time. You should be flexible sports. I mean, playoff, playoff, baseball, playoff, hockey, playoff, NBA, basketball. The fact that these networks, they use it as a television show they hurt themselves. They just, they, they, they kill well, their I, own chances for you, big, for big ratings. You have to do it because I mean, if it goes seven games, then it fits in perfectly. If the championship series, it's a sweep 
Yeah, but he should be able to move. He should be just saying, okay, if if everything ends on a seven game, it starts on Friday. If it ends before that and we have an off day in between, it starts on Wednesday. Yes, so you're the one that has taught me so much about advertising. Yes, I get it. I I know why they're doing it. I'm just saying from Friday, Saturday. For a business perspective, you are absolutely that's absolutely why they do it. Because from a business perspective, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So they own next week during the week. As long as it goes five games, they won't own Monday. No, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat football. I don't care what games on. I don't care what the teams are. You aren't beating football. No, oh, really? No. Game three of the World Series is not beating. It's not beating Monday Night Football. No matter who it is. No matter who it is. I don't care who it is. Doesn't matter. You're not beating them. You don't. You don't care who it is. You want to know who it is on sure. on Halloween? First it? of all, it's Halloween night, Monday, October thirty yep. first. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals uh-huh. at the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that will destroy. That will them. destroy game five of the World Series between Houston, big Can't city. Be game. Can't be game Philadelphia, five. Philadelphia, big city. Can't be game five. It starts game on Friday. Game yeah, three, game three. Yeah, game three. Game three. If game it was game three five, if it was game five, I might agree with you because somebody might be winning the World Series that night. Game three? Mm-mm. Cincinnati. No. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, primetime, Monday night on ESPN. Get out of here. Uh-uh. It's football. Baseball is like hockey now, okay? Baseball is like hockey. But just take your – you take your place. You know what's going to happen when you're up against anyone else. Just take your seat. I'll take my chances with Cincy and Cleveland. Do A lot it. of orange. A lot of Do kids it. out ha- Halloween trick or treating. You think people like watching Houston? By the way, you think you think the overall public is happy that for the fourth time in six years this Astros I team is in the, the World Series? World is rooting against the Astros, and now they have they have a Rocky Balboa, Philadelphia. Click. Uh uh-uh. uh no Come interest. On. When it comes down that's to a game five, going to win seventy million dollars. Seventy if, million he collects. If there is, is how many people do you think in the country know that? How many people do you think if you act if you walk oh. on the street of New York, how many people do you think they know who Mattress Max bets are on this? Well, I don't know how many people in the streets of New York know it. The people in the streets of New York are talking about how judges leaving, how the Jets yeah. keep well, winning, and no the Giants keep winning. We in our myopic world, we think it's significant. The general public couldn't, couldn't give a flying flip about what Mattress Mac is bet Why on this game. Flip, they don't care. They could care that there's absolutely no conversation going on. There's no interest. There's no, you know, this story wouldn't be on the front page of Sports Illustrated. Like this is not anything of significance. If there was a magazine, everybody read, which there isn't. But if there was, it's a monthly no. now. Do you believe that? Is it really? SI is monthly? I don't even wow, know. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, made it. How do you pick what story goes in that monthly? Man. Rick Rick Riley, the back. Oh, where, how are you all off? Last all page. That's last how you page. opened the magazine from right, the yeah. back. You went to the back? Every single week. Is there a columnist now in the country that people read every day? There isn't, is there? There's not like one columnist that you would read. In sports, I don't in know. Sports. Chat, light us up while you're hit. Here, I don't think the there's a single. I mean, like Ken Rosenthal, the Athletic has got a couple of things I read every day, but there's nothing I like hunt for. I mean, I subscribe to the Athletic, so I, I mean, I I pay for their subscription fee because I love I like supporting journalism, and I like what they do. But like, 
I couldn't tell you, like, there's not a must read on the athletic that I have to read every day or every no. week. You know who I used to read uh, or I love to read, like, on Mondays or Tuesdays, whenever it was? Do you remember? I mean, this is going way back. Rudy Martsky. Martin Key. He was a USA Today writer. Oh. And he, he wrote about, like, what's happening in sports television comparing different oh i think i read i I don't remember i know the column you're referencing i don't reference the name but i did remember i did read that yes and now it's richard um richard deach or yeah yeah right right that's he's he was i thought he was si still richard writes for oh i thought he went to the athletic i don't know okay i thought he's with the athletic but possible like I used to like reading stuff like that, the Monday recap of oh what yeah games, ratings, ratings, of course, because all I did on Sundays was watch TV. Like I mean, yesterday right. was awesome. Like I I don't know, I was hopping all over, and I ended up stopping. I think I ended up at four different places and books, and and saw someone there each time that knew of this show. Hmm. Or follows me on Twitter or something and just started talking. And the whole time I'm talking, I'm engaged, but I'm keeping an eye on the game. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like, what's going on there? What's going on there? And then, you know, as soon as the baseball game started, it was a wrap. I was trying to really keep an eye on that. It was a drizzly, rainy day. And we had all that stuff. And then Wait, where? Where was it drizzly and rainy? It was it was in Philly. Oh, okay. I was like, here? I was like, where was it no, raining here? No, like, no, what are you no, talking no. about? No. Well, I mean, I don't know about you. I woke up Sunday morning. I went outside. My car was disgusting. Covered. covered. In- oh, yeah. It was nasty as hell. I I, I don't I, know. What is that shit? It's like pollen. it's dust and it's no, wet. It's pollen. And- Oh, that was not pollen on my car. That was dust and shit from the rain. Saturday right, night. pollen that's wet that's now turned into like a like a film. It's like a paste on your yeah. windshield. It's a pain in oh, the yeah. ass. I I went outside yesterday morning when I took the car out and I did my windshield wipers like a whole dust all the pollen came flying off my car. I was like, this is awful. And then this morning, and even yesterday morning, forty degrees this morning. It's a little chilly. (laughs) A little chilly. There were pipes at Caesars that burst. Nobu is off. You can't you can't eat at Nobu today. You can't eat anywhere. All that all in that row, that strip of restaurants are all out. That they had pipes that burst at Caesars. They have no running water. Is it, is it, uh, and this is for Josie Myers, who, who loves, listens to us every day and all this other stuff. Is it minus 8,000 that your tire light is going to come on yesterday? It's been on, it's been on for the last, uh, all week. Right. As soon as there's a temperature drop into real temperatures and like, listen, 40 here with the wind, that's cold. Like that. My, my, my light's been on for the last three days. Deflick it. <laughs> Deflick it. <laughs> it's terrible. Ideal it's- gas law. Amazing how those things work. Amazing physics, air pressure. It's amazing what happens. But no, morons want to call Belichick a cheater and Brady a cheater because you don't understand science. But that's besides the point. I give you that. The deflate gate thing was complete bullshit. But yeah, the temperature drops and boom, your tire light comes on. Except in my car, like there's an alert beep. And I was driving this guy around yesterday and showing him a couple of places and uh, it started beeping like crazy. He goes, what the hell's wrong with your car? I'm like, it's the temperature drop. My tire lights on. I said, it's fine. He goes, are you sure? 
I ain't pushing if we get stuck. And I'm like, that's awesome. Relax. It's fine. And I my car's, the- I, I'm getting mad with mine because my, I don't know, it must be overly sensitive or something because every other tire is set at 38 PSI. And when it drops below 38, the light comes on. One tire is at 38, at 37. Oh. And I'm like, this is really annoying. Uh, <laughs> I was like, we're literally uh, one PSI and now the light's on and light won't go off and it's just staying on. And I, and I don't know about you. It's hard to find a working tire pump. In oh, I got, I got a couple. I know where they're at. I got them right by it's the really house. frustrating. Oh, like yeah. you go and they're always broken oh. or like, or you need change. And I never oh. have change. So I have to go find it. You know, you're go- changing the car. You got to keep changing the car. I drive my own personal car literally three times a month. Oh, that's right. You always change cars. <laughs> I don't drive right. my own personal Those car. Those of you that don't know, p Road has like a car service. They bring them a new car every, <laughs> every week. week. He, he don't even know what's coming. He I just don't. drops oh, them yeah, off I do, a but car. They just tell me what to do. And I just, yeah, I, I know what's coming. But like right now I'm driving a lime green Toyota Tacoma. Like it's lime green like (laughs) you ain't got you said you got like two or three green shirts in your closet you got the greenest looking lime green ass (laughs) truck i ever seen we had a meeting on friday i said i wonder where he's parked i turned the corner i said up there it is i'll park right next to that thing you can't miss it it's loud and like but i I don't keep change because I don't drive the car all that of often. Yeah, so if I, you don't keep the car, you don't even listen. But I, 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 I went to I went to Caesars with my daughter and her friend on Friday night. And so we went to a little, little celebratory Friday night, go to escape room and go have dinner at Joe's. And nice. uh, it was phenomenal. It was really Friday night was phenomenal. Oh. Got out escape room in 10 and a half minutes to spare. Fastest time we've ever done it. We blasted through the escape room. It was unbelievable. The picture, Crushed it. Great. Which it one fun. did you do? Which, which escape? We did the gold rush one. Oh, that's a fun one. That's it cool. really is. It was really fun. So we did that. So, so me, Julia and Madeline got that. Then we went to dinner right afterwards, right downstairs at Joe's, which was really, really good. My daughter's into seafood all of a sudden, which is really interesting. I don't know where it kind of came from and started, but she was she's eating shrimp and steak and eating yeah. fish. And like, she's all into it. And then, so I drove, I drove my car because I'm not driving that truck on the strip. <laughs> like it's really hard. To, it's, uh, I want my car. I want a, a smaller right, vehicle. Like people would have been beeping at you and turning. They would have been, but been it's really hard to drive a truck of that size on the strip. I always like to go for smaller cars because it's just a disaster trying to weave in and out of traffic. You should and, see when I pull in with the van. I drive. Oh, the van. you oh, drive shit. that thing on the strip. Oh, it's the best. People look at you like they're expecting, you know, 12 people to get out of the van. And like, it's just you. Me. Hey, so, where's everybody at? You leaving this year? I'm like, yeah, there you go. And it's <laughs> tremendous. I absolutely love doing it. It's a pain in the ass with the height, though. Sometimes you can't worry about if you can actually get in because of the height. That's the- Eric must be watching because Eric must be watching this show because he just said he just wanted he put a question. He said, BBB's live. Do you have a must-read column? This come, let us know. <laughs> this is what he's doing right now too. He's That's tweeting phenomenal. about him. He made that gif of me. I had to tweet that out today. I need to see how many. I, I haven't talked to him yet. I got to ask him how long did it take him to put together every every hat combo that you've had for the last couple. I of mean, weeks. he's he's in the chat right now. He'll probably pop in an answer. Yeah, I need to. I need, I need to know how many how many hours he spent finding that to lay that thing together. So somebody asked me, they're like, "Seriously, Dave, how many hats do you have?" I was down at Circa, and the one guy came over. He's like, "Seriously, how many hats do you have?" Because Good I question. saw, he said, he said, "I saw the I saw the gift they posted on props.com on props yeah. Twitter." 
Right. And I was at Props US. And Ice was like, um, I don't know. And they said, well, who made the number 200? I said, well, I think that was E. I think yeah. that was Eric. I said, that's a pretty good number. So I'm going to count them up. I know the baseball hats are out of control. That's the one at least started it. But I got all these sneaky little football hats now because I got, I mean, between my other guy, Eric, and and uh, I'm going to say 100. It's over 100. No, me. My number. You have 100? I have 100. Yeah, I think I have 100. Oh, I don't even feel as bad. Then. You got 100 hats? Remember, I New Era gave me for two consecutive years. Oh, New, right. New Era gave me yeah. every NFL hat. I just gave them all away. I gave I gave a bunch of them away, but I have New Era gave me like 40 hats. <laughs> so I had my own collection plus the New Era stuff, oh. plus all like, you know, oh. like these, right? Like the Yeehaw right. beer hats I got sent. And- I ain't even counting those. Oh, oh I, I got okay, sportsbook hats. I yeah, that's not, I, I'm counting those. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've got between all know, the sports book hats that people yes, sent we, me. Yes, we 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 have sport sports oh, book hats. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh we my god, he just came in and said it was at least thirty minutes screenshotting and saving. LOL, and Damn, it was only dude. from like eight shows. Eight shows. <laughs> that's the worst number. Of, that's a problem. You might have a lot more. Wow, that's a. I gotta stop changing hats during the shows. Although, if you bet the wow. over, usually that's you fun. cash. We, we like that. I know. All right, is Judge staying in New York? It, it's currently ten uh, October twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. We will not know the answer to this question probably until March of twenty twenty three. Okay, it's going to be a ways. Oh, we'll know before then. I don't know. I don't know. You think he's Maybe February. Meetings. He's going to hold out. These the- winter meetings are in late December. January. Is it December? I it's January. Usually, no, December. I went to them in December, man. Okay, so by January, I just remember when A-Rod was going to the Red Sox, it was oh. three weeks before spring training. Is that one of the best non-signings ever? The best non-signing ever. Do you see the video from the guy in Philly who yelled at A-Rod? Yeah, that was with phenomenal. David, with, with David Ortiz walking behind going, A-Rod, you suck. Hey, David Ortiz, I like you. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's my guy. That's 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 Philadelphia in a nutshell. That's everybody in a nutshell. Yep. I mean, they can't stand the, the, the A-Rod. And then they, they love Big Poppy. Who doesn't love Big Poppy? Listen, Big Poppy's stealing the shtick a little bit, wearing a jersey underneath on his jacket on the set. I saw what he did. I liked his jersey, too. Um, all except for that, he should have got a different Iverson one. He's going to wear an Iverson one. Not, he can't wear the white. That has I'm getting different. Philly's need a different song. Oh, don't start. Don't, please. Why please. not? It's Cop- a celebration day in Philly Cop- today. Copycat, unoriginal, stealing of things. Put these glasses on. That's what it is. What did Everyone's- they do, Matt? What did they You do? know what they did. I tell the people that weren't here last week when you told everybody, tell them again, what did they do with the song? The Phillies have taken the Red Sox song from last year. Isn't it okay that Schwarber brought it? No, because he wasn't on the Red Sox when it started. He wasn't part of the Red Sox when it started. It was Kevin Palicki's walk-up song. Who? Kevin Palicki, the backup catcher for the Red Sox. It was his walk-up song during the year. And everyone started to ask him, what is that song? And they're like, this is crazy. This is your walk-up song is Dancing on My Own. This is a a remix version, the Tedesto remix version from Robin's Hit. This is what we're doing. And so it was in the Red Sox locker room well before they even traded for Swarber when he came in. 
Fair. So this was okay. this was April, right. May, June. The Red Sox were already doing this. Then he comes in, becomes part of the Red Sox team. They go to the, they go to the playoffs. They don't make the ALCS. They lose. So then Swarber winds up going to the Phillies. He takes the song with him like it was his. It's even worse. I'd be like somebody playing the horns. Like right, you know, exactly. It's like he, you're taking like something that's not yours and making it your own. Now the entire city of Philadelphia is like, this song is so great. Look at this song. Go Phillies. It's just like, you know what? It's like you guys are completely I, I get it. You want to be Boston desperately. You always have been. I understand that. It's the worst. Being the little little brother is even worse. Like we're the little brother in New York. You guys are the little little brother. So it's even worse. I I, I get that, right? You guys just haven't won really anything. So you have to go ahead and you know act like, oh my gosh, right? Great. I'm happy for you. I know you want to be like Boston, but like get a new song, get a new song straight up, get a new song, find some originality. Like you really need to. And this whole idea that Philly fans came out last night. Doesn't it matter that Swarber was there? No, because it's even worse because he stole it from the Red Sox and brought it over to the Phillies. It wasn't even his walk-up song. So he comes in halfway into the year doesn't resign with Boston, winds up going to the Phillies, and he's like, hey, guys, guess what I've got? I've got this great song. Go ahead and play it. It's our that new voice. anthem. Yay. <laughs> what is that voice? Ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> it's my Philly. <gasps> what a, what a, yeah, it's a song oh, with my water. Boy. Oh, yeah. boy. I get my now water. he's doing it. Now he's yeah, doing it. Um, I didn't know all that history, that it was a, a guy's walk-up song. Yes. I apologize. Kevin, the Red Sox, this is Kevin literally Plinicky? ripped off. Kevin Planicky? Plawicky. Plawicky. Plawicky, backup okay. catcher for the Red Sox. All right. Well, that's good that it was his backup song, so, or his walk-up song. That's cool. Um, either way, I think they're live. The uh, Judge staying in New York doesn't look like it's going to happen. I mean, unless they Doesn't the sign. loss, the way they lost, make it easier for the Yankees not to re-sign him now? Can't you, can't you explain it? Can't you say, look, we can't afford to invest $50 million on one player. We've got too many holes in the lineup. We need to go out and be able to rebuild the team. It, it actually is. And then judge also, let's be frank, judge sucked in the series. So on top of that, judge didn't come through. He wasn't the clutch player that he wasn't the, you know, if the whole team was over everything and judge had gone off for three home runs and 10 RBIs. Yeah. It's like, of course you got to bring him back. He's the whole team. Nope, he was as ice cold as everybody else. Listen, the Phillies are 13 and 10 in their last 23 games. Three weeks ago, they got swept by the Cubs, and now they're in the World Series. It's so fickle. Baseball is just so fickle of a sport. But do you, if you're the Yankees, do you, knowing that, do you say, hey, we've won one World Series championship in the last 22 years? And do we invest in a 30 plus year old for four, five, six, seven years? My answer is no. I don't think so. I mean, now, I mean, just when you look at it, I, I mean, I saw a picture of Judge in a Red Sox uniform on Twitter. Like they, they, I told you that. I, I told you that. The red. With the in blue August, I told you that. You're like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, the Red Sox half because Bogarts is going to walk. And they're going to need something to calm the masses down because, I mean, Bogarts, let's do this. A 3-4 Red Sox. ever go from Yankees to Red Sox? It's always the other way, right? They go Red Sox to Yankees. Like Damon went Red Sox-Yankees. 
Boggs went Red Sox Yankees. Who who Clemens did it, but Clemens Clemens did it, but Clemens went to Toronto first. So Clemens yeah, there went, has to be an in-between. Like Clemens I mean, went Boston, Toronto, New York. I'm trying to think of anybody else that and Boggs went from Boston to Tampa to New York. So there have been Red Sox players who have played for the Yankees. It just hasn't been directly from Boston to New York or from New York to Boston, rather. I can't see him going there. I don't know. To Boston? He's going to one of three places in my mind. Okay. Mets. You keep saying Mets. Mets, Red Sox, out west to San Francisco to the Giants. Right. Those are the three places I think he winds up going. Those are the three major markets that all have the money to go and yank him away, to pay him what Boris will want. And they all three are in need of a big right-handed power bat because the Red Sox can put a three, four together of Devers and Judge. Lefty, righty. Pretty good. Well, I mean, yeah, it's pretty good, but I still want Bogarts. I, I, I would take. I mean, people think I'm crazy. I would sign Xander Bogarts over Aaron Judge. Yeah, Bogarts is a stud too. It's not only is he a stud. He plays shortstop. He plays he's defense. Shortstop. He plays one of the most important spots in the entire diamond. He's yeah. yours. You, you, you won championships with this kid. He developed you guys. This is the dude you invest in. You keep this guy. You sign Xander right. Bogarts. Period. You allow Mookie Betts to walk. Who was yours? Who won MVPs? Who won championships? You didn't suck it up and do that. You're going to pay Devers, and now you paid Chris Sale, and now you're nervous about the about the salary cap because of your damn soccer team in England who sucks. It's it's just the Red Sox. I mean, it's just it. Look, I love the fact that Boston's won four World Series, okay, but the Fenway Sports Group now has become so much about a business and so corporate, corporate, corporate. not about winning championships. Corporate. When they when they bought the team, it was about win now. Then they won in 04, they won in 07, they won it in 13, and they won it in 18, which was sort of the cherry on top of the Sunday. No one expected that. That came out of nowhere when they won the Red Sox, when they won it in 2018. And they really have, in their minds, they have carte blanche to do whatever the hell they want. And that's why they allowed Mookie Betts to walk. They're going to allow Xander Bogarts to walk. And I, if they pay Aaron Judge big money, people in Boston, I'm not sure people in Boston want it, but you got a right-handed power bat with that short left field porch. And Judge is just going to beat the crap out of the green monster. He's going to hit a lot of balls off of that wall. <laughs> he's just, he's just going to rip it off the wall left and right. I mean, he he designed his swing more to right center because of the short porch at Yankee Stadium. But he but he could just turn into a pull hitter and just play pepper off the wall all day. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of questions. The Yankees, may, I mean, the boys in the chat, which, I mean, by the way, they're doing like – Black Street lyrics. I mean, we got guys going way back in the time machine for no diggity, no doubt. I can't even believe what's happening right now. But they're talking about waiting for Otani. And the Yankees are? Yeah. Like, okay. I buy that. Yeah. I mean, he signed a one year, $30 million deal with the Angels. My guess is at the trade deadline, they will trade him. And then he'll sign a free agent deal, probably the biggest in sports history. Can Judge go to the Angels? Right now, no. They don't have the money right now. Knowing the Otani's not having the money, they have the fucking money. They could fucking do it if they want. They have they'll have Judge, Trout, and Otani all making what? Those three players will make what? One hundred and fifty million dollars combined. How do you how do you pull that off? 
you pay everybody else the you know league minimum, whatever you that, need to I do. Don't see, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see. And they got Radon sitting there. Hopefully, so four, sorry, four guys. Healthy. Those four guys. Yeah, add him. One fifty yeah. for those four guys. Yeah, because because Trout's making forty, right? Thirty for Otani. That's seventy. Judge is gonna Judge is gonna be what forty million next year. How do we talk about that. I don't know. What do you give him? A shorter term contract with a bigger number, or a longer term contract 50, with a smaller number? I give him fifty million for three years, but most likely it's going to be forty. It's going to be spread out six years, forty million per, like two hundred forty million dollars type of thing for Judge. And so that would be two hundred ten, hundred twenty million plus run Doan, who's making twenty five, I believe it is. At some point, there has to be a like a limit, right? I mean, 135 million. It's four players. You need nine to play, and you have 130 million dollars committed to four players. I mean, and not one of them. Well, Otani, Otani pitches, pitches Mike. <laughs> God, no closer, no reliever, no nothing. Like, and then you just, got the bottom, the bottom of the league. The whole team don't even come close to 100 million. Like so, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, their payrolls. Forty million dollars total for the whole team. On a doesn't have to be. Level. Doesn't have to be. There's those That's owners I mean. choose you choose can, it to be. I mean, he can choose to pick whatever pay. I love that the Twins. I love that the Twins think that they're they're a small market team. I love that. I always laugh. Oh, it, Minneapolis it, is a big damn city, man. It's not a big city to them. Yeah, right. That's what they do. They do the whole like, oh, well, it's Chuck, it's me. We, we, we live in a place with a bunch of cows. Oh, no, we can't spend money. Yeah, you can. Twins could spend a hell of a lot more money if they want to. They just choose not to because they just we have owners who just don't want to do that. They just well, they, they they pretended to spend money this year, right? And took mm-hmm. Correa and he left. Now he's, right? gone. He walked. <laughs> he's gone. Thanks for coming. He didn't like it cold up there either. So. I'm just saying, like, it's just, there are some teams that love to claim that they're small market, and they're re- they're really not. <laughs> like, they don't have to be. Like, Seattle is not. <laughs> These are not small market teams. It is claimed that they're small market. But can you imagine you know, how close Seattle was to actually beating the Astros? I mean, all those three games could have were in doubt, and then the Astros the go and sweep the Yankees, and now they're in the World Series and they're minus one eighty favorites. And, I can't believe it. What's happened in the last two weeks with baseball? So you think, Judge? So before you move on, you think this will be decided? You think they'll drag this out? Like because situations like this, as far as numbers and stuff, like the World Series odds come out the week after pressure. the World Series is decided, right? Boris puts pressure on the Yankees. He's gonna try to make them squeal. So he waits this out. He used leverage, negotiate, wait right until the end. Speaking He'll wait for the Red Sox to make a big move. He'll wait for the Dodgers to make a big move. He'll wait for the Giants to make a big move. And Yankee fans, when it gets to the doldrums and the Knicks suck and the Rangers aren't what they everyone thought they were going to be and the Islanders are irrelevant, Nets are nowhere. Spence just came in a chat and said Minneapolis is the 15th media market. Number 15. Exactly. Yeah, I know. 15. I told they you they act it's like a, they're Topeka, Kansas. Correct. It's a joke. Twins could spend. They, they, they take advantage of the Midwestern Midwest nice. They take it. They take advantage of it because they're they act like oh you know we just can't you know we're just a small little town here you know <laughs> Prince and Purple Rain First Avenue you know what are we we don't do anything Target what do we do? Yeah, malls. The big they got mall. money. They got big money. If they want is choose Target. not to go after it. 
They got I mean, the Wild. They got the hockey team. Yeah, team it's are good again. It's a big market. Minneapolis is a big city. They got four teams, four yeah. leagues, four a teams. Big, that and college. Big. You can't. And college. Yeah. Well, five. I mean, the, the college means well. Row the boat, Minnesota, not in Penn State this week. Nobody was rowing any boats there this weekend. I'm just saying people go. Yeah, get outdoor stadium. Yeah, they go to the game. The Vikings played there for a while when they had to go in there building the dome. They did. Um, there's there's no chance Judge goes to the Dodgers, right? Like, we can't have that. I, I don't think don't they can. I mean, I don't think they even the, Do- even the Dodgers can't no. really afford. Like, that. come on, seriously, stop. And where would he play? DH sometimes, left field sometimes, center field sometimes. Who knows? But like, this can't happen, can it? He's returns uh, home to back to Southern California. The Dodgers. I'd rather see him go to the Padres. Hmm. But they'd have to trade Tatis. They just did it without him. No, that's what I mean. That contract, if they're going to get judged, that contract's pretty – hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> that, that, that Tatis contract kicks in now. Right. His brand, his brand new deal starts this year, and it's almost Was Soto going to stay? Soto's got to opt out thing after next year. He don't have to stay. He was the only one that hit for them. He actually, he actually showed up for them. He was the only one that actually so showed up. Much. I think he's gone on, on the 24th of October. Yankees or elsewhere on the field? Elsewhere. Agreed. All right. Just quickly on this, yep. because yep. I, I want to spend other time. We got a bunch of football to get into, but yep. it, it, it was such a significant thing on Saturday from a betting perspective that Sean O'Malley on the oh. cards beat Petrion. It was one of the, f- the few times, and I, 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 full disclosure, I was on Jan to win this fight, okay? Yeah. So You were mad, was, mad on Saturday. My money was on Jan to win this fight. Right. But I can't believe that a split decision was given to Sean O'Malley. And I hate using the word, I mean, I hate the words that were coming out of my mouth, I hated because it was like, I hate accusing anyone of anything imp- improper or right. something that's just not right. Cause nefarious. I have no evidence. Yeah. Nefarious. I have no evidence of it. Right. But in a fight in Abu Dhabi, knowing that Jan had lost two of his three fights and that Jan is not for the, from a company perspective, Jan being the belt holder and or top contender for the belt in that weight division is not good for the UFC. Uh-uh. The UFC is owned now by a large conglomerate in California that's all about star power. The investors are all stars. They're all gigantic superstars. Yeah. Even Dana White, after the fight, had to say it wasn't what I thought it was, <laughs> talking about the way the fight was scored for Sean O'Malley. O'Malley has a large podcast. He has a large social media following. He has People a big love personality. Guy. Big People personality. Yep. Yeah. Burns marijuana every darn day, straight up on, on camera as a big stoner population that follows him. He lost that fight. You will never convince me that O'Malley won that fight. Jan won that fight. And there was a, you said to me, you couldn't, if you really watched the fight to what you couldn't pick two rounds that he won, you might be able to pick one, but you can't pick two. Round two, round one, round three, 
Six takedowns to none. 544 of control time for Jan. Significant strikes did favor O'Malley. But that's not a boxing fight. You have to take in the entire fight. You can say, well, damage. There was a cut from a knee that hit on Jan. Okay, I'll give you that. But that's not what a fight gets determined. It's not all on damage. It is a mixed martial arts fight. And these judges are just scoring it based upon boxing scores, which favored O'Malley, but also favors the company. It's better for the UFC to have O'Malley be the number one contender in this weight class, to have O'Malley fight up against Aljamain Sterling coming up whenever that fight may happen. That's a big fight. Two Americans fighting. It'll happen here in Las Vegas. It'll be a large fight. I like O'Malley. I've liked his fights for a long time. Right. Jan won that fight. Just period. So what's the defense in a situation like that? Is it an inexperienced judge? No. It's like, just a judge. I mean, something it, different, it, like you know, judging because, in the UFC has become like boxing. It's now a business. Well, decision. that's that's not good. No, nope. judging in boxing sometimes. I mean, I used to sit in a book and go, that that card was pre-filled out. Like you know, I used in to, Vegas. I've said it for on this show, and every time you and I have talked about boxing, I've said right. what happens in Vegas when it comes to a Canelo fight. Good luck beating Canelo on the scorecards unless it's not for his belts. So it was able, they were able to do it when he fought the Russian. He lost when he went up a weight class and he lost that fight. They were able to give it to the guy, the other guy, because of the fact that it wasn't taking away any belts from Canelo. But when Canelo fights against Triple G in his first fight and second fight, Triple G won those fights. Seven rounds to five. Both fights. Both fights went to Canelo. You're not winning a decision to take away Canelo Alvarez's belts here in Vegas. It's just not going to happen. Same things now with the UFC. I mean, there's just so much money because this company is trying to go global and, you know, they sold for $4 billion. It's just when you put it in the hands of the judges, it is dangerous right now. Wow. I don't know. See, it's like Gorov's one of our. That's but good. Him and I were fighting back and forth on this all the time. He's wrong. Gorov's wrong. Like, it's just I I was in the Discord channel arguing with him. One and three. He's wrong. One and three. No. All right. No, he's wrong. Like he's just wrong. Uh, go look at the, there's making making the rounds on the number of media members who all watched that fight, and it was a oh, unanimous. This is an interesting stat you gave me that. Yeah, it's unanimous. It's about thirty media many, members who were all asked their opinion as to who won the fight, and every single one had the same opinion as me. Jan won the fight. This is not like a, a small number of people. I wish I would have watched it. I wish okay? I, I didn't watch it. It's not like there's a small number of people who this is like a, it's a razor thin margin between. No, it's not. It, it's just not. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not a razor thin margin as to who won the fight. I mean, Habib, there's a great video of Habib watching it. And he was like, what the hell are you talking about? Who won the fight? That, that guy won the fight. What do you mean? That guy won the fight. <laughs> Arguably the greatest fighter one of in UFC history is, is literally ringside waiting for the main event for Makachev to, to have his fight. He's watching it. He's, he's like, no, that, that guy O'Malley won. What are you talking about? There's no way. O'Malley really? won. Yes. He did he's that flipping, he, he, he literally flips out and he's speaking in, in Dagestani and he's like talking to his crew and he's just like, there's no way that guy won. How did that guy win? What do you mean? That guy won. That guy didn't win. What are you doing? And he was literally there watching this, watching it. It's ridiculous. 
So like I, I get people who like O'Malley are going <laughs> to, are going to try to find and be a contrarian point of view. If you want to try to get into it and try to convince me that, well, actually, no, I'm sorry. Like you're not going to convince me that Sean O'Malley won that fight. It was a good fight. It was a good showing. I think the article today by Kevin Ioli on Yahoo sports is great. Whether you think Jan won or O'Malley won, it is a great thing for O'Malley's career to say he stood there as one of the best in the division and went toe to toe. He right. lost, but he went toe to toe. So that's right. great for O'Malley, but he didn't win the fight. I mean, is it, you've heard this argument too. Is it possible that you can see a fight so differently in person with one point of view, like the judges have? Correct. I mean, it's been a huge controversy. There's a big, big push amongst people. They have to have the monitor arts. that we all have, don't they? They want to without put them sound, in, maybe. That's what they want. They want to put judges into a room with multiple camera angles, separated from everybody else, and they don't get to listen to anything, and they just watch the fight. Oh, not even ringside with the with the crowd. They want you away from all of it. Get them out. Get him watching the same thing that everybody else is watching with multiple camera angles, not hearing the announcers and not hearing the crowd reaction. Never will happen, but there's been a push for that to say that these judges what are do you swayed. Think about that personally? I think they got to be in the fight. No, I don't mind them being ringside. I yeah. mind that we are entering into an era where we don't know what the judge's criteria is going to be because the criteria that we are told we still that matters, don't know what it is. Well, if control time takedowns and control time is supposed to matter. Okay. What's it's supposed to matter matters in. to you. It doesn't matter to this person. It matters. No, no, it matters on the actual, what, what they say they score. Like it's listed as to what is the scoring criteria. Damage is one. Okay. A criteria. There's takedown. No takedown defense. Keeping track of time on the ground. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, no, they, they get the full stats after every round. Oh, yeah, it's real time. Bang, bang, bang. Judges get all the real time stats. Yes, judges absolutely and know. And then score the round? Or? Correct. They see, the, they see the stats, they see it, and then they, then they score the round. They absolutely They have, do see they, that right yep, there they, live. Yep. They, they, they I would see love this. to sit and watch That's, how Anik, that's how Anik and them get it as well. They get the same stats. Well, okay. I didn't know Everyone the judges got it. Got it. I thought yep. the judges, I don't know if I want the judges having that. If you don't want them to have sound, why should they have the stats? Watch the fight, score the fight. Watch the fight, score the fight. I think when I'm sitting on one side of the ring, though, and I can't see the impact of that shot, I may not even think it was anything, but we're watching it on a TV and like, damn, that was an impact shot. That then... It hurts like in and, and wow, okay, he controlled that round. They need to see what we see. We can't have millions of people watching a fight and this man or woman sitting on a side on a one side, hearing the crowd react to something. They're like, What's the big deal? What is that? And maybe scoring it wrong. So I don't know. It has to be fixed, P Roll. <laughs> yeah. It's, the, we're, the bigger the sport it, gets, the more money we see getting getting bet on it. You better believe the, the gambling public is demanding it to be fixed. Yes. If they don't, they're going to stop betting on it. I'm close to I am close to stop betting on it. That's what I was just I'm telling Matt right before the show. And my my two cents on it is that it's not sports, it's politics. Like right. Like it's, it's not just, it's not who won the fight, it's who they decide wins the fight. It's BS, man. I can't stand it. I'm not I want to bet on right. it. Right. 
I don't want to bet right. on that's, it anymore. That's Las what Vegas, I mean. Like Las Vegas, Chris put out a tweet over the weekend and said, again, I'm, I'm going to reiterate that anybody putting any real amount of money on the UFC is crazy. You should not be betting on this, on this sport with any real amount of money. And that's, that's a, 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 an influential person, a professional sports gambler here in Vegas, who people who we know, who we talked to, yeah, we had him on a show. We had him yep. when we did the show at Circuit. He's sending out show. a tweet saying you should not be betting on this sport significant amounts of money because you cannot trust this sport. This sport is not on the up and up. Well, this is this is what happens. Like this sport has been growing, handles been growing on it. Like I was one of the first ones. Listen, they gave me seats. I went and watched fights in ballrooms here at Red Rock right. and all this other How stuff. About at the Pearl in and at the Palms. Did that too. We did. Yeah. Were you there? To, I did that. I was there a bunch of, I've seen a I bunch was, of fights. At the point, I went yeah. multiple times too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was the guy going back to the book, like at CG and stuff, telling him, look, man, this stuff's growing. And like, nah, it's wrestling. It's bullshit. It's this, it's that. I'm like, I'm telling you it's growing. You start to see these training montages mm -hmm. of people in Hawaii would come over just for fights. Then right. the big events, New Year's Eve, here in Vegas was a monster handle. We had guys showing up with suitcases of money, wanting to bet a hundred thousand a fight. International the one fight in July fourth, yeah, and then the one at the end of the year. So you started to see it. You started to see it. Now it's building, and now it's legal in other places. We got sh our show is not the only one talking about it. We had Anik on the show. Anik is a friend of the show. We text him. He come on and. Might not be a, a bad. I don't know if he can come on and say what he really wants to say or stuff about it. But he, no, he's clean. He'll say whatever he needs to say. He he's. I've had numerous conversations with him after controversial rulings, and he'll he'll tell you what he thinks. He'll tell you how while he scored it in his head. He'll tell you what he thought, who he thought won the fight. He'll he'll say it, and then it, it doesn't change anything. The judges did what the judges do. That's just is what it is. But and what happens for the better is exactly what Farah just said. Farah dives in and starts betting these fights, and then he watches it and feels like he got fucked, yep. or you know, they they the decision was predetermined. And you explained why this could happen because it was over there and not over here. Mm -hmm. And you start to go, well, shit, I'll just bet on the NFL and that goofy shit because it's here and I like it better. I won't bet on it anymore. And then the handle plummets, and then the ratings drop, and. A lot of things happen. They got to fix it. It has to be fixed. It, uh, judging in combat sports is one of the biggest problems in all of sports, both boxing and mixed martial arts. It's not just an isolation to the UFC. This is a problem across all combat sports and really Correct. judging judging in general. Just judging anything is oh, very figure difficult. skating in the Olympics yep. every year and all any sport where the judge is a pay, is, is asking for a problem. Because, it's terrible. Yep. You're asking for someone's opinion based upon what just happened and how they saw something is, I mean, nobody can see through somebody else's eyes and that's the problem. So, uh, I mean, look, I'm close to, I love betting on the UFC. I bet on multiple cards every month. And this, this broke me like this, you this were pushed. You, I talked to you, been that mad, 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 yep. super mad, angry, pissed off, mad. And I lost a half a unit. I, right. I, I it just, wasn't I, the money. It, 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 wasn't it wasn't the money that I lost. It wasn't, wasn't a lot money. of money at all. It, it was the, the money. It was what watching it and then hearing it. It, it, it was like I, I, I just watched a different fight than you watched for 15 minutes. Like we just watched a different, this is not the same fight and non-title fights that do this with one guy who has the Conor McGregor size fan base behind him. That to me 
really big red flags get raised fast. <laughs> I go ahead and zip up to the top, red flag waving when I see which fighter is more profitable in the next 16 to 24 months. It's the guy with the purple hair, not the guy from Europe slash Russia. That's the problem. Konowinski just came in and said, Dana says it himself. Don't leave it in the judge's hands. Fine. I will give you that. Okay. He, but but he didn't. He won all three rounds. <laughs> well, he won two out of three. But yeah, I mean, it's, I gave second round to right. O'Malley. I mean, I mean, but one in three, I just, I mean, Dana even said, I thought the winner of the first round was going to win the fight. And that's not what happened <laughs> because Jan won right. the first round on every card and then didn't win the fight. And he was like, wait, what? Uh, no, <laughs> like, and Dana, it wasn't the way I thought it was like, even that's what he said. Even Dana White was afterwards talking about, yeah. Um, but he'll take it because O'Malley's next fight is going to be a monster because of it. And that's right. The, the dirty little, I mean, that's the reality of it. Yes. And it'll be what great. The ramifications? For the it was a bad decision. It's going to be talked about today. It'll be forgotten tomorrow. That's it. Yep. I'm into that. All right. Uh, on to football. And just a yep. real quick one, because I love watching the way that we're all week. We're going to watch this. The Iowa Northwestern total is potentially going to be the lowest total in betting history for a college football game. Lower than Army Navy. It's going to be below 31. It is. So the, the tweet is this. Iowa versus Northwestern over under is 31 and a half. That's where it's starting. Starting. If it holds, it will be the lowest game total lowest. in college yeah. football history. Yeah, it will be that will 31 and a half to open. Holy shit. Is that low? <laughs> I'm looking right now. <laughs> I made the joke when, 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 when circus sports put up the line and it's Iowa minus nine, I said to circus sports, are you sure that both either one of these teams can score nine points? Like, are we sure it's up, that- it's up to 36? Is it really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they know they had to make it 31 and a half to see what the bottom was. Thank God that's the bottom. But all the sharp, all the, all the rhombuses and parallelograms that like to play them opening numbers, they bet them over. Okay. Good luck. I mean, I wouldn't bet over 34. I could tell you that right now. I got 36 and a half. What's the ceiling? Because I'm an all in, I'm all over the under. What's the ceiling? Uh, uh, 38? 30. Oh, that's guaranteed top, top. You give me 38 I, points in this game. I'm I think all over it might Iowa. be 37. Complete top. <laughs> Iowa Northwestern. Seriously, say it out loud. Say it three times. Iowa Northwestern in reverse it. Say Northwestern Iowa and then say Iowa nine host Northwestern. Nine point favorites. Nine and thirty-six <laughs> right now. Nine and it was nine and thirty-one and a half. That is ridiculous. That's Big Ten football right there. <laughs> it's actually eleven. Is it uh, up to eleven? Okay, it's eleven and a half at circa. <laughs> eleven and thirty-six. If Iowa's defense doesn't score, Iowa can't score. If Iowa's defense doesn't score, then Iowa can't score. They'll score this week. The offense last score week. They scored. They scored against Ohio State. They scored yeah. a defensive touchdown. No, I mean the offense will score against Northwestern. Oh. Yeah, sure. the offense will score. Breaking news, by the way: Matt Ryan has been benched in Indianapolis. Sam Ellinger has been named the starter. That's too bad. 
<laughs> Should have bet the Matt Ryan interception prop yesterday. I was pissed off. I didn't. Forgot about it. It's a lot going on. That was a walk. All right. NFL unders are really a thing, man. This is, oh this is crazy. They're 14 and seven in prime time after last night. I mean, this is a historic run right now. So I asked this question on Twitter. So I'm going to ask you this question because people yep. couldn't figure out what, what, the way my, the way I was framing it and they got all confused. Right. Is it the product or is it the number? <laughs> which is which is the problem with these NFL unders? No, there's no problem with the number. It's, it's the problem with the product. What are we seeing with these primetime games? 14 and 7 in primetime, 64 and 43. So are the numbers just too high? Why aren't the numbers no, needing the others? Great for the book. This is great. They are. So don't, what are they don't, inflating? Don't it? catch up. By dropping them down? No, the scoring will, will increase. We thought in, in October the scoring would increase. It did for a touch and then it stopped. Yeah, but look at the matchups. I mean, there's Miami Pittsburgh. Tonight it's Chicago, New England. You want over tonight? No. Hell no. <laughs> it's the matchups. No. I mean, we finally we got a good matchup. We told everybody on Thursday, Arizona and the Saints. This is the game that's going over. And it went over. And the reason why it went over is because of picks, <laughs> pick sixes. Yeah, Andy threw a couple pick sixes. Couple, but that was two three. Over. He threw three. One in the end zone and two pick sixes. Yeah. That that helps a lot. Helps. <laughs> helps overs. Yes. Um but yeah, I mean the matchups dictate it. Since he Cleveland next week on Monday night, you want over or under in that game? On this graphic that's on the screen right now, you guys can't hear, can't see it if you're listening to the show. But l- l- read the second quote on this to John Ewing's. Can you read it? Is there an over under on punts? <laughs> there is. You can bet number of punts in games. You can bet that. You should be betting that over, right? We should yes. be starting like tonight. Not a bad idea tonight to go ahead and bet that. <laughs> 64 and 43. What does this number end this season at? We're into week number eight coming up after tonight. Oh, I mean, even if it goes over 500 the rest of the way, it's still going to be 55%. What? Like to the unders? So you can't change. Like you can't start making games 38 that you have 40. Like you, you can't start okay. doing that just to get over bets. I mean, because you're probably doing good as the book. All these games going under is great. Primetime games going under is great. Us talking about it is great. <laughs> because now, as soon as they start betting under, they're going to start going over. This is, if for the book, this is awesome. This is awesome. It's, it's better that it's going this way than it's going 14 and 7 to the over. Oh, really? Okay. Oh yeah, people be winning and books would be crying and, and there's no crying. And told you that before. There's no crying in a book, but books so you would be think crying. you think we're in for an offensive explosion in the second half of the year? No, depending on the matchups, like Baltimore Tampa on Thursday. Okay, I don't know what the hell will make it Tampa. That game's going under. It's forty-five. The number's higher. Game's going under. Tampa doesn't bounce back at home. Sure. How? Or we'll get to Tampa in a second. You tell me how Tampa's going to bounce back with an offensive line that completely sucks. I don't know. 
we talked about the injuries going into the year going, are they going to be able to hand on? They, their offensive line's awful. They can't protect Brady at Carolina yesterday. Three, 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 three. So let's go to that. When do we do the intervention? (laughs) I don't know. When do we step in and ask Mr. Brady? Um, is it time, my friend? I don't know, because man. Because you are in real trouble at the moment. He looks horrible. Old. He looked Old. like he like that. I mean, that, that's what they say, right? I mean, that's what Max Kellerman was waiting for last seven years. What is he looks like Skeletor. One, yeah, it's, pale. Two, it's, black circles under the eyes. Three, sunken in face. How about his arm? He ain't making him throws no more. Oh, that's well, I disagree with that. I mean, Mike Evans dropping that ball, that was on him. That was all Mike Evans. No, he still makes throws, but it just doesn't look like you remember how it happened so fast with Peyton Manning? Like he was yep. good, and then all of a sudden he couldn't make a fucking throw like with any yep. zip. Starting to see it with Brady. Like they're Certainty. starting to see passes that just don't have the zip and I, mean, I don't know, you, man. Mr. Bookmaker, you tell me this. Can you remember on top of your head another time where a team was favored by nine points, lost the game outright, was favored road. by more points, was favored by 13 points, and lost the game outright? I mean, that is insanity if you stop and think about it. I mean, I keep asking. I say it all the time. People are starting to say it to me. Felica just said it on Twitter to me today. Tell them, Dave, how's the saying go? <laughs> Nobody knows shit, including the odds makers. We make them a bigger favorite after the Pittsburgh game. After they lose on the road and then I, turn around and lose again. I'm in a 13 point favorite in the room going, what are we doing? Well, they're betting them. Well, shit. Okay, then let them bet them. And people bet them. They're going to bounce back. They're going to score. They're going to this. They're Didn't gonna you that. tweet there were five tickets in Vegas on the Panthers? Yeah. Five. <laughs> five. Move it over. Five. That would be one, two, five three, four, tickets on five. the Carolina Panthers in Vegas. In Nevada. Yesterday. In Nevada. Five At people. Bet put money. MGM. And the most That's was 50 why bucks, these right? Percentages are bullshit. They are bullshit. We take it forever. Stop 98% watching them. 98% of the bets were on the Buccaneers yesterday on that game because there were five tickets. Bet. Five tickets. Somebody told him that and wasn't supposed to. That was the kid of Mandalay Bay, Mikey. I, oh. I hope he's okay. But he, why? he said, I don't know. I don't why, think why you're supposed bad? to give the numbers. You're supposed number to tickets? give the percentages. The per number of tickets is all I want to know. Correct. That's so all I want to know. That. They'll never tell us that. I used to tell them that. If they asked, said there's only three tickets on the game. They're like, no, there's not. No, there's way less tickets on stuff than people think. People yeah, think so the just, books have thousands of tickets on all stuff. People have been asking us this over the last week. So we, we made a big change in our social media after uh, a week ago. Yes, we did. And I finally won. I've been fighting this battle for literally 10 months that I have been saying that us putting out bet percentages is nothing more than a glorified ad for the sports books. The information is dog shit. It means nothing. It, it is irrelevant. The second it hit gets hit print, 
and you put it on a screen and you start to put it into an email and you hit send, it is outdated, not actionable information. It's talking the more, the so more talking. that the betting public comes to terms with this, the faster that this stops. Media is all about getting your name and put and, and information put out into the sphere, into the talking space, into social media or advertisement vet venues, whatever that might be. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever it might be. We in the media have been so blinded by the idea that sports betting is this big flashing light. Like, oh my gosh, it's this big neon sign, Vegas strip sign of betting, betting, betting that we lost our way in the media. Because for a long time, if a company, if Joe Bob's Barbecue came down and said, Matt, I want you to, t- to tweet out the number of people buying barbecue sandwiches today. Tell everybody how many times I'm selling this barbecue sandwich over something else. We'd look at them and be like, the hell am I doing that for? That's a free ad for you. That's a help. That's helping your business, telling everybody how many people are buying your great barbecue sandwiches. It'd be fun. You want that for free. You got to pay me. Pay me and then I'll do that. The books get it for free. We just sit there like dogs and lap it up and go ahead and regurgitate the information. And we don't ever stop to think about what are we doing as a media company? Why are we doing that? If you want us to tweet, great, I'll do it. Pay me. And everyone in the space needs to recognize that because then if it's an advertisement, you got to write advertisement. And then people are going to question it and go like, well, it's an ad. I'm not going to listen to that, which is what you should have been doing to begin with. Don't listen to it. It's an ad. The information is irrelevant. I mean, the cl- we all the, listen the clips to ads. and the quotes are irrelevant. We listen to them, but we have in our brains, we know tr- someone trying to sell us something. You listen to information in an advertisement two different ways. You have a different set of eyes on it. You're more skeptical when someone's trying to sell you what something. What about all this other bullshit information, though? What? Like there's, other, I mean, you know, stats and trends. Same that's shit. That's fine, but that's historical stuff. That's what happened. No one's trying to make it's, you make but a it's, bet off It's that. essentially the same. It's it's old. No, it doesn't apply. Just sure like does. you said no. the fucking... No, what are you no, talking I, about? The bet percentage is applied. That's the more recent information. But it's wrong. The trend doesn't possible. change. The numbers are wrong. The teams change. None of the, the numbers trends matter. It's a different team. team. What the Steelers did in Cincinnati Correct. five years But that number prior, doesn't change. Doesn't apply today. If I tell you the Steelers are five and one against the spread going into the game, right? Yeah. That number doesn't ever change. It's they're going to be five and one on Tuesday, five and one on Wednesday, five and one on Thursday. Right. The bet percentages change literally but by it's the not actionable. But would you agree it's not actionable information? Depends on who you are. I think it is, but it depends on who you are. It well, doesn't that's what change. The bet percentages are to some other people. Disagree. It changes. It's my point. My point for the bet percentages is the bet percentages constantly change. It's like a stock ticker. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Correct. So they're giving you a, a just like you said, five tickets. But if a group of fifteen people all came in from Carolina on a bachelor party and all bet the Panthers right away, all the time. okay, fifteen tickets. All of a sudden, you've tripled the tickets on the Panthers. You had five. Now you have twenty. Right. When's that get reported? Happened right before kickoff. Anybody know about that? Now the percentage is totally wrong. Now that now it's completely flipped from what they were talking about the entire time, all week long, all the the need, the need, the need. Right before kickoff, somebody comes in, drops fifty thousand dollars on the side, and all of a sudden, all your bet percentages are out the window. All your your need is completely flipped Happens because somebody time. came in and dropped it. 
Yeah, it happens all the time. It's just, that's that's why I mean. it's it bullshit. That's why the numbers yeah. don't mean anything. Question. Uh, when you say, when you talk about like the number of bets being placed, you know, the number of tickets on a, on a d- does that include the stuff on the app or is it like physical in person in the book? Yeah. No, it, it, includes, everything. it, it, it okay. includes everything. Yeah. A ticket is just a ticket. Whoever placed the bet. A ticket is just a term for yeah. a bet on that side. Apps, I think, I mean, from being in a book and booking the games for a long, long time, it's all nonsense to me, but everybody yeah. takes the, the information differently. I think we have to be very conscientious. When I was in a book giving the information, I used to try to be as transparent and as honest as I could because I knew what they were going to take and run with it. That's what they were going to take and run with it. So if they wanted to put, you know, this game on a pedestal, I would literally, if, you know, we had a high roller come in and bet after, I'm like, hey, just so you're aware, this guy came in and dropped 30 dimes on the other side of that game. So they're like, well, yeah, it's too late. My article already published. I'm like, okay, I'm just letting you know. You know, I used to try to do that. So they were always aware. Um, But yeah, as a, I mean, I, you know, I'm not speaking for anyone else. I know I'm speaking for me and you right now on the show. We're trying to be as transparent and as honest every day as possible. So I think uh, it's going to be interesting because I don't know where it goes as far as being an important piece of information as far as making betting decisions. I think it's a talking point. I think somebody, some media company is going to wise up, and I hope it's ESPN, and I hope it's somebody of that size that says – Unless we can verify your information, we're not publishing anything to do with your back end. We're not telling you anything about numbers, percentages, bets. If you say you made 100K, show me the ticket. If I see the ticket, then I'll publish it. Otherwise, not doing anything like it. Not touching it. We take bookmakers at face value like they're telling us the truth all the time. And I have no idea why. The media never operates well, this way. And, I mean, we never we take, operate this way. We take betters' bullshit opinions too. Don't forget. Of course. But if, if a better said, if I came out and says, I have a $100,000 bet on the Patriots tonight, what do you think people would say to me? Show yeah. me the ticket. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to show them the ticket. You could okay, just say that's you fine. had it. But people, that's people say I'm bullshit. People say they, they call me out left they and right. They say books are bullshit every day too. Uh, no one matter. calls out. The public doesn't call out bookmakers bullshit. What are no, you talking don't. about? They don't. Every they take day. it. Okay, the general Who's public being myopic not. right now. The general public doesn't. The general are public, I see, I see it all the time. I see it on our Discord you, channel. You okay. are crazy. Okay, I'm seeing. Go ask you're, Jeff Benson. Let's have that's Benson different. on the show. Let's that's have Benson a, on the that's show. That's different because Benson's talking to pro gamblers. Pro gamblers will call bullshit, but the general public won't. They won't know what to call. They can't call bullshit. They don't have any information to say otherwise. They don't know enough. They're new. They've come oh, into this space. They're brand no. new. They're who I was six years ago coming into meeting you going at six years ago. I thought I knew something about gambling. I didn't know anything about gambling, really. I knew terms. I knew the way things were. And then I went to a PhD class through you teaching me and showing me different Tried things to and watching you to the risk room twice. You didn't come like uh, once I was there was one time I was going to come and they said, no, remember? So that was, you know, yeah, but two I times. First time I said no. First Second time, time they, they nixed no. you. Yes. <laughs> didn't even and I was let, like letting him in. I didn't understand. I was like, what are you talking about? He's going to sit with me. And they're <laughs> no, like, no, he's it. not. 
That's when not I was letting watching. him in. That's the first time I thought about you. I was like, I was worried about you. I'm like, what the hell did he do? <laughs> I'll come there and tell the truth. I'd come out and start telling me what I saw. And they didn't want me to say what I was going to see. I paraded everybody in there. I brought everybody in. I brought Dewey in. We brought Patrick in. We brought every, I brought everybody I could. And Fonts came in. And because I was like, look, I don't know no different. This is what we're doing. And people but that's like, how it should be. Role. I love that. That's great. Transparency. Show everybody what's going on. I mean, I'm not saying everyone's, I'm not talking about things are being nefariously done. People hear this and they're like, what? So like books are doing things like illegal. No, I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm just saying in the media, mm-hmm. we have asked for verification on everything. We don't verify anything. We get sent an email and then we turn around, copy. Yeah, but I mean, like, just listen, there's a lot of bullshit in the world. I mean, like, you think about stock markets. I'm not talking about anything else in the world. I'm talking about this. I I understand, but there's a lot. This is a microcosm for a lot of things, Matt. You're talking, you're asking for transparency in this, and there's not transparency in the way bills are passed in government, the way stocks are manipulated every single day. There's a, there's a lot of transparency that we should ha- be worried about more importantly. So all crime, if, if it's all wrong, then just keep letting it all happen because it, it all happened. Well, everything's wrong. I'm not saying everything's wrong. I'm just saying. So, it, but what you're saying is it because other things do things wrong, then thus we should just play ball. No, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I tell people every day, you should never make a betting decision based on a bet percentage ever okay. in your life. Or a quote from a bookmaker ever in your life or a big bet by a better. You that should too. never, ever like, you know, oh, this guy, you know, the books are putting out messages. Oh, this guy showed up in Arizona. Big better alert. He bet 100,000 on seven games. He lost them all. That should 100% not affect your betting decision. <laughs> But that guy Ever. lost every bet, right? That that guy lost every bet last week. Did he? Right? He no, made seven I, bets of $100,000 plus each. He lost them all. Well, I know he had the Lions plus the points and on the money line. That lost. No, I know he was – at one point he was 0-5. I know there were seven games he was 0-5. Going oh, into. for real? Yeah, for real. <laughs> he lost That's them all. That's what I mean. Like, oh, the books know something. The guy walks in and wants to play you seven games. He wants to give you seven plays. You stop listing and just say print the tickets. I'll take a shot with anybody. If a guy's going to give me seven plays, all I got to do is go three and four, and I'm making four. You know, four, four and three, three. you might be, depending on I make the money. money. Yeah, four and three, you make money. I make so. money. Three and four, you really you know, make he money. wins a little bit, but I got a guy in action for 770000 Come, let's go. Take the bets. I don't care what he's betting. Dogs, favorites. I don't give a shit. You're going to give me seven plays. That's volume. Mm. That's tremendous. But don't, but don't see that tweet and go, oh, this guy must know something. I'm going to follow him. Or wow, the books must know something. This guy's a schmuck. I'll follow them. Make your listen because I I learned this. Okay, this was done by trial and error because for a long time. And this is where there's a guy who I love named Josh Applebaum. Yeah. Him and I would talk all the time about fading the public. Oy. And he still does. And I would run with it. And him and I ran with it for, on pushing the odds. If you listen to my radio show for a long time, I talked about taking that bet percentage and fading the public. Yeah. 
And then I started to learn, I started to listen and I started to bet and I started to figure out. And this is where like, if you're actually betting, you learn this stuff. You start mm-hmm. watching your own bank account and your own bet you know, records. And you're like, yeah, this isn't working. Like <laughs> this isn't like, this is not a good strategy. This idea of taking what the books are telling you, 85% of the money's on one side. And then you bet against that. Not really a good strategy. Because it it's such a moving target. It's not you can't do anything blindly or consistent. It has to be case by case, game by game, situation by situation. Um, that's what Felica, the bear, from um, ESPN, ESPN Game Day, said mm-hmm. to me today. He 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 had a tweet. It says through 107 games, NFL plays backed by at least 80 percent of tickets are 17 and 18 at bet rivers this year 17 and 18 let me figure that that's due to percentage okay that's 49 percent so you're flipping a coin fading the bet percentage public and losing because of the juice at 51 percent if you're on the other side of that 18 and 17 because of the juice the juice so that's and that's what I you learned. You gotta I lo- beat the juice. In addition to winning the games, you gotta, you gotta beat the juice, which is really difficult to do. So hard that's why this is so hard, and this is why it's stacked against. And it, the, the best line that I ever heard of this is eleven versus ten built all of this, built this all. And I, it's 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 just an unbelievable. It needs to be on someone's wow. business card and on a t-shirt. Gambling, everyone's sports gambling space. That should be that's the game. That we so are at a one more question, and I'll, I'll stop interrupting. But one more question. So, le- last night I had a uh, four-leg parlay. Three of them hit, and it came down to the Pittsburgh Miami game. So I, I had Pittsburgh to win outright, which was I'm like, so I, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to hedge. I'm just going to take the Dolphins, but it was minus three sixty. I'm like, is yeah. the hedge even worth it? What would you do? Depends upon. I mean, just depends upon how much money you're going to win on the other side. Right. It was like an eighteen dollar so, parlay, and it paid out like five hundred. Because it's four legs. So yeah. Okay. I mean, so if you'd laid three sixty, and gotten and if you laid the three hundred sixty bucks, then you yeah, you would have won. You would have you would you you would have won a hundred dollars. As, you as, lost opposed, to, as if, opposed to nothing, if, which is what happened. If you, and you would have lost eighteen. So I mean, I would have laid it. I, I would. I would. If you, if you win five hundred bucks, I absolutely would have done it. If you lay three hundred and sixty dollars to win a hundred, okay. If you hit the parlay. You win five hundred, but mm. you lose three sixty. Mm. You net one forty. Okay. If you lose the par, or if you win the straight bet and lose the parlay, you've invested. You know you collect one hundred and less 18. the eighteen. Mm-hmm. So you net eighty two. That's you how net, I bet. You net yeah. eighty two. Or you net one forty, okay. no matter what happens. Yeah, that's just a better money. thought process because I was just going to take the money line. On the I offense, like to, but yes, I'm like, I like that. That is how I like to bet. Okay, I don't. People will say I'm a pussy and I don't roll the <laughs> dice and I don't have the stomach for it. Yeah, you're right. Call me, call me whatever name you want to call me. I want guaranteed profit, so I'm going to guarantee What's profit every which that? way I can. I just want guaranteed making money. So that's what the okay. book's doing. Yep. Well, that's that, all I, I want to be a smart gambling, thing because I wound up with yeah. zero. So right. So it's, <laughs> it's I mean, just like a, on a on a different scale, you could have thought, all right, I just want to make, you know, at least 30 bucks. Like you could have bet minus 360, 
you could have instead of laying 360 to win 100 you could have laid what is that 180 to win right. 50 to win 50 and now you guarantee yourself a profit of 36 or 500. a profit of no because well, now instead minus, of yeah minus, five, yes. minus 180 now you're risk 300 if yeah. you if you like the original side you hedge less if you're really not sure about the original side just hedge it out and make money hmm. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. I, on, on whenever on Friday and I'm doing the don't bet a parlay parlay and we ever get down to a late night number, I'm always in game hedging. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm coming. I, I'm, I just want no sweat. I got stuff to do. I just go ahead and bet the other side and I know I'm going to make what yeah. I'm going to make either. I'm going to, I'm going to make a half a unit or I'm going to, you know, on either side, that's all I really am. What I really do a lot of times is I just want to lose zero or win something. That's probably, so, I mean, that's, so that's I just, I just eliminate, I eliminate every risk. day. Yeah. I just eliminate my risk and right. just take up, take it out and say, okay, I'm good. If it hits awesome. If it doesn't, I've eliminated my risk. And that's how I do parlay betting whenever I'm, it's not often, but when I am parlay betting, that's what I'm doing more often than not. Just because I just don't like to sweat out the last leg with my fingers crossed going, please, please, please. Like, no. Just bet the other side and go, go all along your I, way. That's how I live my life in a book for years. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. We're risk managers. We reduce yeah. the risk to nothing. And when you got the best of it, ride it out. But you don't – I mean, we didn't really gamble, you know. I mean, offshore, we tried to just book the games, earn. When I came back here and started doing it, it was kind of the same thing. You know, I mean, guys want to – what do you want to take a bet for – half a million dollars and risk losing it on one game. If you didn't have to, you got off the game some. I mean, you know, small bookies call big bookies, big bookies call whomever and lay off, lay off, lay off. I mean, happens all the time. So it's all why why wouldn't you do it if you're betting? Of course. Amen. All right. We're going to skip around here because we went really long there. On that one. Uh, no. Okay. So Patriots minus eight and a half against the Bears on Monday Night Football. The total is 40 and a half. Numbers up. What's weird? Mac Jones got announced as the starter, right? Went from eight to seven and a half. Right. First move was down. Of course. Of course. Is that wrong? I'm not sure I ever saw that before where the starting quarterback gets put back in and the number comes down. I mean, I don't know if it's wrong. It's eight and a half, nine now. Correct. By the way. Right. But it went down from eight to seven and a half. Mac Jones got installed as a starter. The move yeah. went down. Now it's all the way up to nine. <laughs> I mean, now the number's again, running. Don't believe anything you hear, whether a line moves or not, why it moves, and all that other shit. Just bake your bets. Like, I know, but I'm just saying, it, 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 I find it to be interesting. I haven't, I expect the number. This is where I thought the number well, would somebody be. Somebody thought that that's a bad move yeah. for the Patriots who took the Bears. Mac Jones, is, Mac Jones is really good against bad teams. I believe yeah, it's four I mean, and that's one what, ATS. That's what I mean. I guess, like if, I if it was teams. our book, we would have left it. If other people booked, they moved it down. Somebody took a bet. Somebody came in and said, fuck, Max starting. I'm going to make a limit play and and move the number. It's that that's it's don't read too much into it. But the total is not moving. Too. Isn't that funny? Well, why would it? What the hell way was what the hell way would you move this total? I'm just saying the number's going up on the Patriots and the total is not moving. It's just what it shows you how you, bad I, what would you do? You, this you Bears just team told is the just world. It's what so 14 putrid. and 7 primetime unders. Yeah, I just really need, okay, I really need the Bears defense just to hold the Patriots under 30 points. Like just hold them under 30. 
It's my real concern about the total in this game is that the Bears defense gets shredded tonight because Mac wants to prove a point. Oh. Patriots might light the Bears the fuck up tonight. See, I don't know. I mean, I got the Jets next weekend, right? Mac needs this game rep and Mac needs to calm down the Bailey Zappy talk. Mac and Patricia, my, I, I just wonder if Matt Patricia is going to cook something up to say, you know what? Let's calm everything down. Mac, let's go to work. And they just go and they just bulldoze the Bears tonight and they put up a number and they win the game like 35 3. I guess that'd be under so, I think, uh, 38 yeah. 38 10 and it goes over. The question for the handicap for the total is how many points did a Bears score? Right. That's, that's all that matters. I don't think the I don't think garbage the time points total garbage time points could Sorry, be one of those, scare, right? Yeah, scare the but, crap out of me for this. I mean, just looking at it, I don't want nothing to do with the over this game. I tell you that right now. I don't want nothing to do with this game. I'm going to keep an eye on it because the show's called Bostonian versus the book, <laughs> and it's the Patriots. But I mean, I got to be. There's other there's basketball games tonight. I'm going to keep an eye on. I'm more concerned with and stuff. And there's some really good basketball games that I definitely want to watch. What is so, the really good basketball game tonight you want to watch? Brooklyn and Memphis. Give me a break. Why? I have a bet what? on that game, but why? You, you, you think a Brooklyn-Memphis game is better than a, a Monday night football game in the NFL? Listen, if it's a snooze fest, I don't give a shit about the game. Honestly. That basketball like, game I might been, be a snooze fest. That basketball game might be horrific. The Nets what do you mean? The, Jaw the and Durant back yeah, and forth? Yeah. I like Jaw. That's I have a, that's I have a bet on. Saying. I have like, a bet on be entertaining, tonight. and I, anytime I can see Brooklyn lose, I like it. The game is intriguing to me because of the okay. line. Yeah, it's competitive. This isn't a competitive football game. <laughs> Probably not. not. Um, we're gonna skip ahead here because we're running long. What all is the way the, to the, what is going on with that cat? Okay, I'll get him. Is everything on. all right? Yeah, he just wants to come in. I mean, he's just crying like crazy. That's what he's doing. He's outside the door, sticking his hands under the door, trying to pull oh, the door Oh, you're off. kidding me. The cat yeah. is sticking the hands under the door. Trying to pull the door open, and he can't do it, so he's mad. What's worse, a pet crying or a, a kid crying? A kid crying? Of course a kid's crying. I don't know. Well. Them pets cry, and they can't talk. It, that, that kills me. See, I, I like let the cat it. in on Saturday when I was oh, doing just the picks, oh. and he jumped up on the – he jumped up and made an appearance, and Mikey Awesome made it into a gif. <laughs> the cat once on the show. The cat jumped up, was on, was literally on top of on the back of the chair, and I was doing. I was like, "There's my cat." <laughs> so, so like, so I can't have him in here because he'll you know jump up. Once on the show, the chat bot is it. Uh oh, look out! Tinder All right. So before we let Sports Grid go, I yep. just want to put this on Sports Grid because I can't believe Let's this go. is real. What? Omaha Steak Steering Hot Take. By the way, this is the last week of this. It's going to go away in a week. As of Monday, it's gone. Ooh. So if you've not bought the meat yet, you got to do it. BVB. Halloween. It's over. So you got seven days left. If you thought about doing it, please do it now. Semi-annual sale. Half off the entire site. 30 bucks off your order with the promo code BVB. Bye to me. After the game, Mike Evans is walking out the tunnel. Oh, I saw this. Uh, only because you texted me. But go ahead. Two. Referees stop Mike Evans uh-huh. to get his autograph. You know why? No. Do you know why? Yeah, for their grandkids. Why? It's their. It's both of their last seasons being officials. It's incredibly inappropriate. I don't give a fuck why you're doing it. I don't care who it's for. I don't care what. It, this is a fireable offense for both these dudes. I ice them today. They're both fired. 
Because they asked for an autograph? Correct. You're gone. Goodbye. After the Fire. game. Fired today. Goodbye. What if they Get what out. if they do it in the locker rooms, like behind closed doors? Both these guys fired. Anybody who asked a player for an autograph should be fired on the spot. No questions asked. Goodbye. Really? This is horrific. What's the big deal? Hi, Mr. Bookmaker. No, what's the big deal? You really asking that question? You think they're fucking making deals? Who knows what they're doing? Who knows what they're doing? He's got a fucking football sign for his grandson. Do it when you're done. Was it this be the last time you're ever going to be around Mike Evans if you're an NFL official? Might when be the last time you do a game with Tampa. You're never going to see him no, again. Do a game. You're right. Referees. That's the game. This is as inappropriate as inappropriate gets. This you're is crazy. Uh, these guys are getting fired, Dave. Both these dudes are getting fired. Well, I mean, for optics, it doesn't mean a thing. You think they're you think they're making calls for Mike Evans? Because I have no idea. His autograph after the I, game. I, I, I have absolutely no idea. But this is this the look of this in in the age of sports gambling is horrific. So if they do it underneath the tunnels Still after horrific. the game in the hallway, is that better? No. If I find out, you're fired. If I find out a referee, NBA player, NHL referee, anybody is getting an autograph from a player that they are refereeing at any time during their employment, you're fired. Wow. Gone. You're away from the sport. I don't even, I don't care who it's for. There's a million other ways. You want a Mike Evans autograph that badly? Buy it. Go on the internet. Buy it. It's inappropriate to the highest level for an official to be asking for autographs for a player that they are in, in a working relationship with. Is it a, even in, coaches? Is it inappropriate to ask for a, a guy on another team to ask for an autograph? Two, two players, you mean? Yeah. No, not at all. No, no, not at all. I love that. That's great. Exchanging jerseys and signing autographs for each other—that's awesome. That's sportsmanship. That's great. Okay. And this referees is, are off limits. This is a this is a working relationship, not a not a friendship. Not my buddies of Mike Evans. I'm not asking Mike Evans for anything ever. Okay. Media media member, same thing. A media member walks up to Mike Evans. Hey, can you sign this for my kid? I see it. You're fired. Gone. Goodbye. Really? Yes. You're in charge of covering the team. Not a fan of the team. You're covering. You're working the game. You're not a re- you're not a fan. Mike Evans is a human being, just like you are. So is the ref. I don't care who it's for. I don't care what you're doing. Right. This is horrifically bad. Wow. This is a headline on USA Today for a reason. Right. Goodbye. Both it's guys. It's a headline because it's a, it's a headline. It's not what nope, do they call it's a headline because it? it's in, 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 the inappropriateness. Calling them out? Yes. It's a horrific thing. The inappropriateness for this crosses every level. NFL this morning uh, uh, issued a statement. They're doing a full investigation into this. My expectation is both these dudes are gone. It's their last season. They're gone. They won't work a game again the rest of the year. Really? They may have violated their pension. They may lose their pension over this. Oh, that's sick thing if that happens. Your own damn fault. You know better. You're an idiot. Oh, is how your, old you is are. There, is there idiot. bylaws? Is there bylaws that there says is. you can't ask for a, a, a ball to autograph after the game? Let me pull Is that in the bylaws? Yes. The referee bylaws? Yes. Let me pull it up. Um... Let me see. Um, this was tweeted out this morning. 
I don't know. I don't see it that being that big a deal myself because I mean they're human beings. You just said it, and you're okay with coaches NFL from P- other teams. The NFL is reviewing the incident with side judge Jeff Lambert and line judge Trip Sutter. The NFL NFL Referee Association, the CBA, specifically says game officials shall not ask players, coaches, or any other team personnel for autographs or memorabilia. When? Ever. Well, they said players shouldn't bet on games either. They did. They I have. spent it for a year. Okay. So... I guess they'll establish a precedent for Darren Ravel. Darren Ravel, you can never get an autograph. Same with the press. Never get an autograph. Those are the rules. Period. Okay. These guys are are gone. If that's the rules, goodbye. Gone. It is. They should try to figure out what the fuck roughing the passer is first, and worry about this. (laughs) Well, no. I mean, seriously. Maybe they should do do that. Do you want? Do you want? Tim Donaghy stories. Do we want to be talking about betting controversies involving officials? You're making them up now. It doesn't matter. The guy's got to go autograph. So it's got to be nefarious. It's got to be bad. Of course it's got to be bad. It's the look of, of it. It's horrific. The look you, of not knowing what the fuck a penalty is, is okay. way worse. So here's a question. If I'm way a media member, if I'm a media member and I find out that Mike Evans is, is, and is horrib- shot by some person it wasn't supposed to shoot it and leak it out. That's good too, but that's all right. Go that's ahead. fine. Well, I have no problem with that. Yeah, that's that's media. That's journalism, no doubt. You wouldn't lie to get into an office to, to get into a meeting that you would help you report a story. No, you would never do that, really. No, I would. In two seconds, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> what were you help me ask? do my job? If it helps me. If it helps me do my job, if I can get into a hearing involving. A gambling hearing that's going to involve a license and how it's going to be given out. If I can get into it and listen to it, it helps my job. I'll lie to get in. Of course I will. 100%. Good luck. Just saying. I, I have no problem. I, I teach my kids this. We talk about it all the time in, in schools. Like I ask them that question. Where are your, Where is the line that you draw? And all of them have said, well, if it helps me do my job, I'll lie. I'm a, I'm a media member. My job is to get the story. Yep. You're right. Your job is to get the, just get the story. So someone taking a picture or video you tell of this. everybody you lied to, to get the story, that's fine. Sure. Of course. I had to no, get my way story. in. Here's how I got in. I had to lie about who I was. And this person taping it yeah. in the bowels of the, of, of the Carolina Panthers stadium. Okay. They weren't supposed to do it, but they got a hell of a story. They did that's their job. Awesome. Watching these two dudes break a pretty significant rule. I guess so. Lines have to be drawn. There's not even a question in my mind on this. Lines have to be drawn. You cross the line, that's great. You're out. If I saw a media member, big deal anymore. An autograph shows your interest in this player making him stand out. No, I don't think pictures matter. Right? Like I don't give a shit about the autographs anymore. I used to. People do autographs. We had Darren Lovell on talking about how much money he's buying for tickets. Memorabilia still has a huge marketplace. Gigantic. I, I talked to a guy yesterday who's selling all autograph memorabilia. It multiplies the value of stuff like absurdly right now. I guess it's important. I don't know. People I don't care. care about the autographs myself personally. That's, that's, they always say never have it be personalized. We get things signed. Never have it to Dave. Never do that. Drops right. The value. It drops, drops the, the value. value yeah, by just a, guy, a guy putting his, you know, uh, his name on a helmet. 
multiplies the value of that by, you know, X number of times. I, I, it doesn't mean it. I don't care. I didn't get the autograph. That's the thing I always used to say. Like, I'd rather get the autograph than I have a story. But yeah. now I'd rather take picture. a picture. Of course. That's picture's it. worth, yeah, picture's worth more to us because it's a story. Yeah. Than it is a you know so I don't I mean I have autograph stuff over here but it's not like it's you know whatever Mike Tyson Clayton Kershaw whatever sign off of Sports Grid so we can finish the show by Sports Grid appreciate you guys being here back tomorrow after the Pat McAfee show BVB continues here for those live on Twitter and YouTube um okay so let's do the prop bet of the day here yep Justin Fields under twenty four and a half passing attempts. Oh. Wait, this is not what I thought was listed. What do you mean? Yes, it was. Uh, Justin Fields, under 24 and a half passing attempts. Okay. No, there were six games. I I scrolled down to that other one. Ah, Because I don't even know who that guy is. You got me shaking (laughs) in my boots with that guy. Ramondre? I don't know. (laughs) It's a Patriot starting running back. Um, Fields. Has averaged 19.6 pass attempts per game. He's gone under the game, under over this number just one time through six. What the hell? What's the price? Even money. Why is it only even money? Through because it's really low. 24 and a half passing attempts is psychotically low. Yeah, but you just said he averages 19 and a half. Yep. (laughs) And so So it's not low. Because they assume the Patriots are going to be leading big. The line's nine. What do you oh, do when you're have trailing? You have to throw the you have to throw the ball when you're down. So they were playing tight games like against Green Bay, eleven passes against Houston, seventeen against the Giants, twenty-two Minnesota, twenty-one Washington, twenty-seven was the lone time this went over. The, the Bears convert on third down just thirty-five percent of the time. The number of three and outs might be high in this game, <laughs> which limits. Just number of snaps for Justin Fields. I don't understand why this number is so pumped up. Because this should be this should be like 20 and a half. They're like expecting Justin Fields to be behind. That's why. So they'll it's be a bad number. I like under. By the way, the, the, the total just dropped down to 39 and a half. Fans will just move the number down. <laughs> We're I hope they're enjoying the show. I mean, We're seriously, under- I hope you guys are enjoying the show. You're out signing deals with all these people and all those other things. Call me. Seriously, just call me. I don't understand. Drop, number just dropped a full point down to 39 and a half. Somebody just buried FanDuel on the under. I don't, I don't understand. Just call us. Just call us. We'll do the show. Better to book it time. Crazy. This is the game. Patriots. I'm doing just what I did last night. I referenced you last night on the podcast for just the picks. I said, Dave said it's boring. I told Dave it's boring. He just said, bet the same thing. If it's working, just bet the same thing. Okay. Patriots minus two total 46 and a half betting under done. (laughs) Guys, I was, you can't make a case for going and taking it down and going over. That's just aggravation. Yep. If the Patriots don't win this game by three, you got bigger problems in your teaser. I mean, this don't seem like how are the Bears going to go win this football game? They ain't gonna even going to score 10 points. If the Patriots win, the entire AFC East is over 500. Who would have thought that, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> the in entire week seven going into week eight. I would have, like, I would have, you'd have taken all my money. That'd have been the end of me. Under week eight, every team in the every AFC team East. after week seven is going to be over, over 500, 500 in the AFC East. I'd have said, bullshit, you could bet it. Yep. Be mostly because of the Jets. I mean, the Jets are the team that's like, of course. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. Patriots. Kevin Porter Jr., over 19 and a half points tonight at minus 108. He's gotten 18, 18, and 21 in the three games. However, the total in this game for the Rockets is high. Somehow the Jazz, the Jazz are 3 0. Rockets are two point home dogs. Total in this game is 233 and a half for this. Kevin Porter Jr. of the Rockets. High, high. Um, Betting and booking points. 233. I think I would bet this. Mm -hmm. 19 and a half is only minus 108. Uh Gets a bad offensive team or a bad defensive team. How are the Jazz 3 0? How in the hell? They're supposed to be. Lakers are 0 3. Lakers are 0 3. Jazz are 3 0. Sixers are 0 3. Sixers are 0 3. Um, I think I bet this. John Morant over six and a half assists tonight in the game that you're going to be watching. What's he averaging? So it, it's interesting. Ja has either games where he goes crazy when he's when he's right. passing the basketball, yep, or he goes crazy when he's scoring the basketball. Correct. I think he does both tonight. Oh, the total is high in this game. We're watching points all over the place. So far this year, John Morant is averaging 34 points and seven assists per game. He's had four, eight, and nine in the three games this season for the for Memphis. They got worked by Dallas last time out, 137-96. Only had four assists, 20 points. On the road. On the road. But the previous road game, that was a back-to-back second game. But the first night of the back-to-back, he scored 49 points and eight assists. At Houston. Houston's going to get lit up some days. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why Kevin Porter Jr. to go over his point. I can't wait to watch this because he's their scoring option. So they're going to be down. <laughs> like They're just going to run, run, run. Their totals are going to be cool yeah. this year. I think I would book this one. Okay. For jaw tonight. I don't like the juice. Tie. It's it's it want minus one thirty. And like you said, a lot of times these computers and these algorithms just take the average and they don't look at it. And it's all or nothing. I think he's more likely, although Nets are not good defensively. <laughs> no, but I think he's more likely to score tonight than distribute. Potentially one of those score nights. You've him. got uh 130, 108, and 109, 105 in the two games for the Nets so far this year. NBA is gonna be great once this baseball <laughs> you, you know, go ahead and time. drop one. The, the, this you know Memphis is scoring 115 points tonight. It's just a matter of how many points the, the, the Nets score. Right. Game goes <laughs> over, no. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's although it's so high. When you get into yeah. over to two thirty, you're like, damn, that's a lot of points. Like, yep, they're gonna bet this thing under. Two thirty four might be the peak. 
Ramondre Stevenson over 62 and a half rushing yards for the Patriots. He's Ramondre their starting running back. Stevenson. What number is he? Do we, do we know? Um, I need to know on. a number. So when I pay attention tonight, I'll, I'll watch for, he's Ramondre. the dude who run, who you, you'll like, he runs super freaking hard. Stevenson's number. What's uh, the other guy that begins with a Damian D? Harris. Uh, he ain't playing. He is Patriot. Number 38 is Stevenson. 38 is Stevenson. Mm-hmm. I like, I like 37 is Damien, right? So the numbers so far for uh, in the games this season, rushing yards for Mondre Stevenson, he has run uh, over the last five, 73, 66, 161, 76. He ran for 161 yards against the Lions, and the Lions' rush, de- rush defense is probably better than the Bears. 62 and a half. Are they not expecting him to get the ball? Damian Harris is playing. He didn't play in those other games? He played. He was hurt in two of them. For the Lions game, he was hurt. Oh. He played against Cleveland. This, yeah, this has me concerned as the widest number is not 70 or 69 and a half. After you gave me the numbers. Put it this way. Both backs could have 100 tonight. Can you bet that shit? That would be a <laughs> huge payout. You could both bet backs, that. Harris and Stevenson both both go for 100 tonight. Um, This Bears rush defense is really not good. Yeah. This All right, perfect. I mean, I guess I would bet it. Uh, this is this game is perfect for Belichick because what Belichick wants to do here, he wants to get in and get the hell out. Okay, right, and get reps. He wants to get, get in. So, my other bet, which I didn't put it in better to book it, my other bet is Mac Jones over eighteen and a half completions because they're going to dink he and throw d- the ball. They're going to dink and dunk to get Mac rhythm. Ooh, so they're, they're going to get him ooh. back into the run and then try to hit him big with runs. And so okay. you run the ball. Stevenson breaks two 30 yard runs. Harris breaks two 30 yard runs, but they're dinking and dunking their way down the field to get Mac in rhythm with the receivers, get him back getting hit, get him used to it because next week, all of a sudden is a monster football game for the Patriots. Gotcha. It's supposed to have been a layup game, but Belichick hates the jets. He always circles it anyway. And now even more so because the jets are winning. You see the advanced line for that game? No. We talked about this last week. We got a gift last Monday. We told everybody, if you like this tonight. That was the Jets game against the Broncos. You said, if you like the Jets, bet the Broncos could win tonight. If you like the Chargers, or if you like the Broncos tonight, Take the Jets plus one and a half. Yeah, right. Because plus, the, the Jets plus four. It was three, plus four. It was, plus, it was three and a half. It was, it was, three, yeah, it was three and a half. It was Jets plus three so and a half. Wrong. Yeah. So, but but to be fair, that was before Rippon was starting. Wilson, yeah, yeah, we thought Wilson was starting, so that's where the number was. Either way, the number was wrong. There's no mm-hmm. way that De- I mean, you watch Denver. It's I mean, whew. New England at the Jets. Don't look. You looked already, didn't you? Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. You got eight windows open. I swear to you, I'm not. I'm not seeing right. the Patriots. Jets. Give me the number next week. New England at the Jets right now. Without looking, pick. Who do you think it is? That's a that's a good number. Pick. That's a good number. What it's is not it? Not pick though. It's New England 
minus two and a half. You know what that wow. tells you? Numbers, I always say the line tells a story, right? You know what that tells you? New England wins and covers tonight. That's the number that if New England wins and covers tonight, it's two and a half. If New England would lose or have to kick a field goal and cover your teaser and, you know, not win, right? the Jets' money's coming. The number's coming down. So if you like the Bears tonight, do yourself a favor. Don't take the aggravation. Just bet the Jets. <laughs> Just take the points because you're going to get two and a half. That ain't going to three. That's the peak of that game. What could happen tonight in that game that's going to cause that New England number to go higher? You Patriots win 30, 30 to nothing. It ain't going to three. Even if the Pats win 30 to nothing? That's what the two and a half number is. You set it in your head. The game should be picked. Or, I mean, I don't know who's favored. But Belichick always beats the Jets. We hear all these trends all week. The Jets are a pretty good football team. They're physical as hell. Patriots and are too, though. This I, mean, it's a, I know it's a rock that's fight. That's another I mean, goddamn under. Yeah, hundred. That is another <laughs> under yeah. right now. You could probably set that number at twenty eight, and I probably bet under. I mean, that, that's a rock fight. That's that, a thirteen. It's a thirteen ten rock fight. The total's forty one. Yeah, that's wrong. That's that's wrong. Wrong. I can't believe uh-uh. it's in the forties. That's thirty eight. Uh-huh. Give me thirty eight. Lower thirty six and a half. That's. That's a rock fight game. There's, there's no way that thing's right? going over. You would yeah. need defensive touchdowns and or special teams touchdowns for me for that to get over. Right. That's just going to be one of those fluky things. And if it goes over, you're just like, okay, I had a, I mean, like, like what happened to me yesterday with the Cavaliers. The Cav, one of my favorite bets last year in the NBA was taking the Cavaliers at home unders. Bet them all the time. Yeah, it was two twenty team now with Donovan. Doesn't matter. It was two, it was two twenty. Game was dead under the entire game. Dead, 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 dead under. They tie at the buzzer, goes to overtime. The game, even in overtime, the game ended with a total of 224. Like it just went over. I bet right. under 220 and a half. Just enough to beat. Just your a bet. bad luck. Just a bad. I mean, it was, the, the, I'll keep making that bet. It, it's just a bad break that I got that the game went to overtime. Shouldn't have gone to overtime and it went to overtime. Oh, Same shit. thing with the Jets lost the running back. That guy, yeah, Priest Hall, is, is gone for the year. Yep. But I mean, even still, he's Priest Hall's phenomenal. Iowa State product. I, I, I'm an awesome, awesome running back. So big, big loss, but he wasn't their whole offense. They got other weapons and mostly I'm not impressed by the, by the jets. Is he out, out season out ACL gone. Oh man. Yeah. Gone for the year. Um, But it's not just that though, but it's the, to me, the reason why the jets are alive to win that game is their defense is back. Salah's got them flying around the football. Sauce Gardner is a lockdown cornerback. Huge play game against the Broncos. Yeah, he's Sauce Garner's a, the real deal. He's a really, really good player. And so their defense is what it's like an old school Jets game. I mean, it's it's just going to be, you know, whatever offense can muster one or two touchdown drives wins that game. Right. That's going to be old school Patriots Jets. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch next weekend. Yeah, for sure. Wow. All right. I don't know. Favorite, thing, favorite thing about today. Uh, I'm still on the hive yesterday and <laughs> celebrating the Phillies getting to the World Series and um, all the stories that involved in that. I mean, I worked with Brennan Stott, who's Bryson Stott's brother at the book here in town for years. And we were trading texts a little bit all, all weekend. 
But Brennan sent me a text with the picture of me, Kylie, Kelsey, Brennan, and Bryson Stott on the field at Double A Reading last year. Wow, that's so cool. And he goes, dude, last year we were we went to watch Bubba play. <laughs> so he calls him and Reading. He goes, now we're going to the fucking World Series. And I was like, I can't believe this is all happening. You know, and we used to sit in the book. That's so good. And watch Brett Bryson's games on the computer on from UNLV, like when they would be on the road. We would watch the games. And now he's he's catching balls and making plays, and they're going to the World Series. And it's so surreal to be that close to it and celebrate it. So um I got to, you know, hopefully I'm going to meet up with him either later today or sometime this week. But uh, I think he's making plans to go to Houston and see his brother play in a World Series. Like, it's just a cool thing. So um, that's that's one of my favorite things about today. And my second favorite thing is lunch coming up in five to ten minutes. I'm going to go have lunch. I can't wait. Hungry. (laughs) Hungry. Very hungry. Um, Today is midterm day for my oh, class no. at UNLV. Oh boy. So today's often today's a fun day. I have a different class. I've got older kids now. That I've never had a class of kids who were mostly juniors. Yeah. So they're words more getting out that they got to take this P roll professor P roll class. Yeah. To, yeah. Words getting out. So you start to get the, the upperclassmen coming, you're doing something right. Yeah, so they're more experienced. They're they're not as green. And so today might go much differently. Normally today is the day that they actually learn that talking on camera is hard Oh, because what I do for my, my midterm is I make them memorize a 30 second PSA and they have to stand in the TV room with a professional television camera on them in uh-huh. front of all their classmates uh-huh. while being recorded, wearing a lav mic and that red light comes on and they have to execute off a monitor. Seconds. No, off a teleprompter. no, Oh, they just talk. Memorized. They oh. just talk. They got to memorize it. They got to know okay. what they're saying. Okay. It's a 30-second monologue for a PSA, and they're judged based upon inflection and based upon their ability to delivery and how they speak and how they present the content in which they're going to speak on camera. Is everyone outside of the studio? The right class? there in front of them, on the back, right behind the camera. Oh, oh in the same room. Mm-hmm. Oh. The idea behind it is I want them to make to sweat a little shit their pants. That's cool. <laughs> this is a shit your pants moment. That's what I want. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, <laughs> you know, oh, my a lot of them se- like, yeah, I, I got a 1.7 million follower TikTok person in my class. She doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like she's, I'm going to guess like, she's going to be able to do it. I'm just saying, I'm yeah, going to guess she's going to be able to she do it. She doesn't give, she's yeah. like, guys, I put a TikTok out a million people see it. I'm good about 10 of you watching me on a camera. I'm all right. She'll be fine. I bet yeah, on her. It, She's she'll be fine. She's a junior. She's no problem. One of her friends in the class who helps her do the TikTok stuff. She's on no problem. Like one, there's a junior who's who's a sports broadcaster who went to Notre Dame this past weekend to call the game for the student radio station for for UNLV. He'd be fine. He's gonna be fine. So it's just I'm very curious about. Normally it takes the whole class because I've literally had people having to walk out, go outside, go do a walk around the building, come back and do it because they've been so much in their head. I've had people literally have panic oh. attacks to do it. And that's the, that's why I do it. But there's 11 kids in this class. And I think we're going to be 
<laughs> like I think it's gonna be done. I mean, they so, may do one take, like 30 seconds and be so, done. And right. So what's the plan after? Class is over. That's the, the deal I make with them. Oh, like, they're gonna love you. If you're done oh, with yeah. class in 35 minutes today, they're gonna That's be the like, deal. No, they can leave out. as soon as they're done. I ask them to stay to support their classmates, but I don't require it. I and I often watch to see how the class interacts because that they like I've had classes where everyone has stayed. I've had classes where some people have left. So we'll see how they interact with each other because I think mm. it's fun to kind of see the relationships in the class as to like how supportive is the class mm. of other people. And if they're not, then it's on me to do more team building and get them more accustomed to wanting to support each other and be a part of it. So normally there's one or two people that really have a tough time. I don't think I'm going to have that today. I think it's going to be quick and easy. So well, I'm actually be really interesting excited. to see how this goes tomorrow. I wish all of your yeah. students luck. Um, <laughs> Madeline's coming today. She's going to be there to watch really? it. She's, she's asked me, she's always wanted to be there. So I'm going to go get her out of school early and take her, take her to, 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 to campus to go and watch it, to be a part of it. So she gets the full experience. She can see, she's never been in a TV studio before, so she'll be able to see what it's like to be in a TV studio. So get her the experience. So today will be fun. Looking forward to, looking forward to today. We'll be back tomorrow. Patriots, Bears tonight. Let's watch it. I'll be in the Discord channel. I ain't watching that shit. Go Mac Jones if he sucks. Zappy and we know it. Clap your hands. Let's go. (laughs) He's Dave. He ain't even playing. He's not, but if Jones sucks, I want to see him in in there in the second half. Get Zappy ready if we have to. Back tomorrow for BVB.